What's going on? I haven't done I haven't done any of the discourse yet. I, I'm gonna do the deadline re recap right now. I haven't watched NXT yet, so I don't know what really happened. Um, I, I, again, I couldn't think of a song that you know has "Deadline" in the title, so I look up "Deadline." It was like a bunch of choice, like those bones. I, I figured the Blue Oyster Cult would have something, you know, like you know, kind of classy, whatever. You know what I mean? I could have played Hans Zimmer, but you know. You know. Who's Flavian Burger? Let's see. Maybe this would have been a better choice. Huh? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, why not? You know, this is, this is testament. No, this is my deadline. The song is testament. Okay, I don't know. No, yeah, the group is called Testament. Sorry. This is the group love test deadline. I mean, this would be like on like on, like in tune with like you know N with NXT or WWE style. Remember one time when WWE used Cat Deluna's fucking song for SummerSlam 2007? That's such a random choice. But they they, they somehow made it work though. Yeah, so yeah, they use this song. I, mean, I guess because SummerSlam, whatever, but it's just, it's, just a, it's, just, it's just a random thing where they like line up the lyrics with the like, like some of them, you know what I mean? It's just a random choice they use. Because it, it, it was mind boggling to me that like a song with Elephant Man was on WWE, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you want to look, if you want to look it up, look up SummerSlam 2007 promo, Cadaluna, whatever. I was actually surprised they were using that. You know, keep keep, keep in mind that that, that, that same that, that same time they're also like, they, like what 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 Black Twitter um calls the blackest moment in uh, WWE's Teddy Long's wedding. You know, they had Jagged Edge there and shit. Was Jagged Edge there? I think they had Jagged Edge there. You know what I mean? That was so surreal. That was so surreal too, man. Because like back then, you just kind of took it for granted. Like, yeah, these celebrities are just all collaborating somehow, whatever. But it was just so, so crazy because then, you know. Anyway, let me go to Deadline. Uh, and I, I'll just do this part. It's 2.33 a.m., December 13th. No one really, you know. I'll go over a bunch, some of the matches quicker and cover the ones I knew were good, but 
the kickoff show had Axiom and Nathan Frazier. It was a good match. I, I didn't want to go... Again, I didn't want to go over everything because I've been behind on a lot of shows. They came to a stalemate a bunch of times. There was a part where Nathan was crossing the center of the ropes for Axiom to spring and do a forearm. I thought um all the hype for for that, but... uh, I thought, like, all the hype for that, Like, but did he, like, you know... Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just did kind of a forearm. So I thought, like, you know, for all that hype that you kind of, like, tease, like, something on the ropes... It always kind of gets me when, like, it's not that great. But then he did moonsault outside, so I guess he kind of, you know. Nathan skilled for, uh, skill the top for a superplex. And then a twisty neck breaker. He super kicked Axiom down as he kicked up after uh, kind of going back and forth. Axiom got a super kick while Nathan did a spring, um, did a spring moonsault. I felt like, like, you know, I felt like those were kind of the counters. Fuck that! Like those counters going on. Actually, did a Spanish fly from the top, and then the golden ratio wins the match. It was fine. Then I talked about the in the last podcast. CM Punk had to cater to the internet hardcore even more by hinting he could sign with NXT. Like we knew he was that was not going to happen. But it was nice for him to come down to NXT to join H HBK, where they, you know, can both bond over finding each other's smiles. I guess I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be like an insult to injury that they opened with this and as Collision was starting. It really feels like uh, between Drew talking about Punk turning the company inside out, that this is pur- purposeful trolling by Punk, where people are fawning over him doing this, but it feels like he'll become a heel shortly, then it'll end up like in real life kayfabe, he helped destroy WWE. HBK and Punk joke about Bret Hart hoodie, and Punk said that uh, him and Triple H made up, so anything is possible. They really take a selfie, and he hints he could be in NXT, but no one, you know, buys this. It's like, also, people are hinting that he will, like, you know, it's, it's like when people are hinting that they're going to sign with WWE, uh, sign with ECW during the brand split, you know what I mean, our challenge for the ECW title. You know, and they're going to just go with the main roster shit. I mean, no angle shot, but apparently Punk might actually, uh, like, he's rumored to be taking over NXT after HBK, after HBK, apparently, which would fall in line with his WWE career where Nexus was started on NXT, started on NXT. and then I suspected Triple H to always be behind it, but we never really found out, right? But then Punk took, took control over Nexus when it was watered down, so it's like... This is the same idea where everyone will hype it up because it's designed for Punk to look like a bigger deal because that's his online booking now, you know what I mean? The game has been rigged in his favor now. And I'm not saying that he isn't popular or he's not moving merch or anything like that, but when you're supposed to be the focal point, it's like it's like now he, after all the stuff that he's been through, he's earned the push that he's getting in that sense. You know what I mean? Where then you also become the hypocrite. So Dragon Lee versus Dom. This match was decent. I was disappointed they made this a discourse storyline of Wes not being cleared, and they had to randomly do Dragon Lee. But this play, this played a hit. But this played a hand the angle where Dom was pissed, like no one from Judgment Day had his back. Well, at least on the online exclusive, but it all because although nothing was really said on Raw, like you know, but there's still tension with like all the members. I feel like this will also play a hand in helping the LWO storyline of Ray pushing for Dragon Lee. To be in this and not Del Toro and Wild because Santos' whole beef was Ray was bringing back Carlito. It's like, you know what I mean? When he had Santos and it kind of overshadowed. So these guys, you know, and these guys defended Ray and Ray opted to help Dragon get a title match and then, you know, 
talk to Wild or Del Toro, maybe that's like why they'll you know why they'll turn back. I guess I don't know. Dragon dives outside. He had control for a bit uh, with fast sequences. Again, I have to reiterate the whenever I'm 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 watching the show and I don't want to jot down everything. I feel like I'm not doing enough and just sitting there watching. So I just say I don't want to jot down everything. And it, in the moment, it feels fucking good. But at the same time, it's like, you know. Plus, like, I'm, I have been used to, like, doing. Because, again, I, I probably decided that for, like, pay-per-views or PLEs, maybe I'll do full fucking recaps of, like, doing the moves and all that kind of shit. But for, like, the weekly shows, I just think that, you know, with all, everything being a discourse thing, I might as well just, you know. I'll still focus on the discourse, but it's like the the product itself, like, there's no point of even making suggestions for certain fucking things because it's always going to result in fucking discourse. You know what I mean? Like, the product, the, any of the, like, the product is not supposed to be perfect right now. Right now, WWE is getting, you know, fawned upon because of the CM Punk shit. And plus, people are happy with Triple H's show, you know, taking over. You know, I don't know. Dragon caught up, um, uh, got caught up in the ropes where he lands outside on the apron and lets the Dom get a DET. I'm not sure if I was supposed to believe he did, he did a DET on the apron or off the apron. Uh, Dom got heat for Eddie's taunts. He did a slingshot senton and the three amigos, which, again, I think at some point I stopped, I don't know. Dragon got a dope diving stomp to the outside and dropped Donna. He was dangling from the second rope. He did another one in the ring. Ray gave props to Dom for having ring awareness because Dom grabbed the rope to break the count. They botched a powerbomb spot, which helped Dom get one of his own, so it looked like a good a good accident, I guess. Dom gets booed for teasing 619, but it was countered. Dragon eventually hit the sit-up powerbomb, and he won the match. And it it, it kind of ended abruptly. with, but no, no, So he didn't win the powerbomb. The match ended kind of abruptly with the tilt-a-whirl inverted DET. I felt this match suffered from the fact that Wesley was gone from this because I imagine they would have gone this match into the next gear, right? As, you know what I mean? Because people are into it, in, into what Wesley has done. I was hoping this match um, would at least um, go to the next level because I was not too hyped about the match going in because I've seen it a bunch of times. And I'm looking at this, I'm lo- I'm looking at this more to further the LWO storyline where Wild and Del Toro will feel slighted to see Santos' point of view of Ray. You know, trusting Carlito now Dragon Lee a lot more when they were with them originally. I don't know how. I mean, now that I'm saying it, they probably won't go that route because everyone has to go. Okay, well, here's a good idea, and then people who hate for some reason, people who already have the access and have like you know all the fucking you know clout and access, have all the success, whatever. They fucking you know will you know play a fucking part in uh, you know, just like you know going. Okay, well, he suggested it, so let's like fucking you know. Just to kind of like, you know, punish me a little bit, you know what I mean? So like, you know, then so that people can like, you know, half-ass fucking, you know, shit on my ideas or shit on any time that I try to be creative because, you know, I don't need people hyping me up and, you know, having a whole team to do it. But, um, yeah, so, um, I don't know how long Dragon Lee will keep the title since he's on the main roster, but this title has shown that it can have... Quick title reign since Trick lost it quickly. Like, you know, because Solo had a uh, forfeit it because on the main roster. He got one defense out of the way on the main roster, then he had to forfeit it. So now, so, 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 then, so then why wouldn't Solo be able to keep the title? Because Dom kept the fucking title, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. 
Women Iron Survivor match. So the rules were, you know, the two people start out. The overall time match is 25 minutes. It starts with two people. Every five minutes, someone new will come out, and you get one point per pin or, you know, submission. And then the the, the person who gets pinned has to go, uh, you know, um, you know, has to get put in the penalty box for, like, 90 seconds, which is placed by the commentator this one. This one was nice, but the men's one was a lot better, but... I felt both matches made some of these undercard and midcard talents look a lot fucking better. I guess the way to go with Lash Legend now is making her someone who just does power moves. Or I put here power movies. She's she's limit obviously she's limited, you know, she's kinda green. But you know what, just let her be the cane of the division, man. I I was impressed with like, you know with with I was impressed with this match with Tiffany as well. Like, you know, I was surprised she didn't win. I haven't really been as hyped about Blair, but I'm 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 not shocked they went with her. I think she could easily take the title from Lyra, but I, I don't know. And this would be a way to position her as champion. I don't know, but I, I assume Jade would get the rocket strapped to her and win it when she first debuts. But I don't think she's gonna be showing up on television. She could just be going to the main roster after all. You, you know, show up at Royal Rumble. I you know I can bet you she'll show up at the Rumble or something like that. Um, I don't know. So Fallon and Blair started, you know, this match out for a match that 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 is that seemed kind of complicated when they first, you know, I was like, oh my god, this would be like TNA basically, right? It felt like very two thousand five TNA kind, of, or like two not two thousand five, two thousand like two thousand eight or so. You know what I mean? I think the match was, uh, I think the match run was grew, but I wouldn't mind seeing this on the main roster. Nothing much was going on for the you know the first five minutes other than the back and forth pinning attempts, but the crowd was not as recent. It's hard to know who the crowd would be behind because this is obviously outside of like you know where they normally do NXT, so it didn't feel like anyone was reacting to these two. And I would have opted to have someone who could do a great character work like Tiffany or Lash. You know what I mean? Um, Tiffany was the third person, so people did react to her. Um, and Fallon had to go out to approach her, but Blair cut her off, and they kind of had to work on Fallon. So she, you know, had to fend them off for a lot of the time before the next competitor came out. I personally think maybe the time should be shorter when all, so when all competitors are in, there's, like, more time for all that. But I, I guess, like, by time 50, it's like 50, it's like three people get, it's like three people, like, by the time everyone's in the ring, it's 15 minutes. So yet you do have 10 more minutes. So I guess, I don't know. I just think, like, sometimes, like, you know, like, because, again, some of these people are not as experienced, so, like, them having to do five minutes to, like, keep up with shit, like, to keep things interesting, I thought, like, sometimes they kind of struggled, at least with the women's match, at least a little bit. Not that, again, it did pick up, though, right, you know what I mean? Um, You know, um... I felt like uh, Tiffany woke the crowd up a bit, you know, but you can tell they were still doing a slow pace until they had to build up when they really got going. And Tiffany turned on Blair, which is interesting. Blair was not the one who who is the one who didn't see it coming since she doesn't like anyone. So like 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 she claimed on NXT last week, you know what I mean? Like I, you you would think that she would be the one who would like initiate the turn, you know? But whatever. Tiffany did a cartwheel, um, uh, did a cartwheel handspring to both of them. Uh, I love the cartwheel Tiffany did into an Alabama slam, but Blair stole the pin, so Fallon was in the penalty box, and Blair had one point. Kalani was next, and she does a bunch of athletics. To, 
She got a double drop kick, a rocker dropper, a split-legged moonsault. Tiffany fucked up with the dropping Kalani to the outside where Blair barely caught her. But it was like Tiffany didn't throw her, like, you know, I don't know. Fallon and Tiffany go at it once Tiffany, um, um, once Fallon, uh, was out of the, uh, the penalty box. Uh, Fallon got a, a dope shining wizard. She, uh, so Fallon and Blair had one point and Tiffany was in the penalty box now. Kalani bridged up for a pin attempt. Kalani has another uh, one and I changed my opinion of, of uh, Kalani was another one that I changed my opinion of it because of her character. I haven't really felt like felt what her character really is. You know what I mean? She hasn't showed like much, like as much personality, but the match let her showcase like how good she can be actually. You know what I mean? This is probably one of her most standout performances so far that I've seen. Tiffany got out of the uh, penalty box. Lash was the final one. Uh, and she came out as, like, you know, uh, the ladies were on the top rope fighting. And immediately she did the Tower of Doom spot to two of them. And then got Blair and Kalani for a double superplex. She chokeslams Tiffany and then pops up Fallon for a powerbomb. She then stacks Tiffany on Fallon like for, like, a Roman Reigns pin. She got two points. Fallon and Blair have one point, and Fallon and Tiffany were in the box. Lash had both um, Blair and Kalani on her back as she tried, as like they tried for sleepers. Kalani did a dope acai moonsault to Lash outside. Metaphor came out to block Fallon and Tiffany from leaving the box, so Tiffany and Fallon had a fight in the box trying to climb out. Uh, Tiffany puts Fallon through a table as she was on the top of the box, and then Tiffany dives out onto Blair and 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 the male members of Metaphor. That got an audible holy shit chant. Lash did a couple of ultimate warrior splashes for near falls. She then used Kalani as a battering ram swinger into others. This is an insane spot. Lash is holding her balance from being put in a sunset flip, right? And then Tiffany stomps her down. And then and then uh, and immediately does one to Kalani as she had Lash for the sunset pin, basically. Fallon broke up the pin. Blair stomps up Kalani's back to score her second point. Which ties with Lash. Fallon has um, one point still. Kalani's in the penalty box. The crowd was fully invested in, the, in this now. Lash blocked a crucifix as she carries Blair. She basically does a dribble with them to the boat on the on the ropes. This is kind of goofy, but but just showing her strength. And Tiffany drop kicks her down. I thought they really looked. Uh, they really booked uh, Lash in the right spot. And this and this could be really just be her gimmick. You know what I mean? Like as she keeps improving. There's a three minutes left at this point, and they're all going for pins. Fallon was going to do it, the the magistral bulldog, the magistral bulldog, but she kicks out. Um, no, not not the love magistral. What's the what's the the like the wheelbarrow? Casadora, Casadora, yeah, yeah. I I I got my moves mixed up, man. The Casadora bulldog. Um, where was I? Um. Yeah, so she does, she, she was going for the Casador Bulldog, but she kicks at Tiffany and Kalani, so she didn't get the Bulldog part on Lash. Tiffany did a senton to Kalani and then the prettiest moonsault on ever on Lash for a point. Lash and Blair had two, Fallon won, Tiffany won, Lash was in the box. Fallon breaks up Kalani's pin on Tiffany from, I think, a 450. I could have been, been wrong. There's like 30 seconds left, and Blair got a German from the top. She did a knee strike to Fallon to get her third pin, and in the last 30 seconds, it was last chasing Blair around until the time ran out. I mean, the match was pretty good. I just thought the, you know, I thought it was decent. You know, I just thought the ending was kind of abrupt a little bit. Everyone did a good job. 
The men's one told a better story and it went more crisp, in my personal opinion. I mean, this match had a slow moment and it felt like time they couldn't keep the audience's attention for the first at first, but it picked up to their credit. You know, Blair kind of was, to me, Blair felt, kind of felt heatless, which is why I was surprised. Kalani, Lash, and Tiffany were the ones who I think got the most reaction in this match, I think. I think Blair and and and, uh, and Lyra are gonna have them. I don't think they're gonna have separate feuds before they get into the title match because Blair declared that she'll see Lyra at New Year's Evil, which is a couple of weeks away. It's not a, it's special, right? And then Lyra comes out, and then Cora and Jade attacks her. So I wonder if this is like a filler feud, or does Cora become the bigger challenge since she does have the CM Punk level of approval? You know what I mean? So now everyone has to pretend you know get behind her. CM Punk's approving of her. I felt Lyra's reign has not really been earth-shattering or anything, you know, so hopefully this feud picks up. Blair also um, has Nikita going go, going after as well, so does that feud become a bigger... Again, keep in mind, this is I know NXT just aired already, right, so if I haven't watched it, so I can... At least if I haven't watched it, like, you know, I don't, I don't know the results, I can at least, like, try to... You know what I mean? Then at least when I come back to recap the NXT, the show, then I can see that I was wrong about stuff. Uh, Melo and Trick go over what's going to happen as they hype each other up, kind of. Melo claim Lex is trying to frame him. He's going to beat him. Uh, I know Pil- Pillman is still green, so I was curious what Melo could do. And I-, I would say this is like one of the weaker matches on the card. But I appreciate Lexus in the end copping to the uh, to having nothing to do with it. And he just didn't mind getting the PLE spotlight. It's a good character work since not everyone can get on the card. He, polit- he politicked himself into getting, you know, a PLE payday, I guess, you know what I mean? I didn't think he would have the biggest part of the storyline, but also kind of did his part in making himself come off important in it, you know what I mean? But I like that he was not, not going to be a big part of the whole thing, you know, I thought me, you know what I mean, I thought at least, like, this would just make Melo go, you know, uh, become more of a, become more heelish, and, you know, Pillman's character would bring it out of him, kind of, you know, I, I didn't think Pillman is going to play, like, I didn't think he was going to play a big part in it, you know what I mean? He just served him to get a match on the card, he did good character work. I know the character is like to get away from his dad's shadow, but he does come off like his dad with the character work, and like and the smile playing it like he's peaceful, kind of in a way. He kept trying to escaping to, from getting beat up. Melo got a couple of arm drags, drop kicks. Melo misses a baseball slide, but he still sidesteps like he had the experience because he gave a cocky look to the camera. I like that Melo was flexing his you know vet experience in this. Lexus dro- uh, chopped the ring post, so Melo targeted the hand. Lexus shoves Melo off the rope when he was springing in, and he had baseball slides outside. He got some distance with it. I, I thought like they were doing decent sequence work, and the match wasn't horrible, but it would be one of the more weaker Melo matches you, you, you like you know that you're used to basically. Um, you know, um, Lexus had control for a good portion. He had like a single leg crab, got a backbreaker two times. He screams for Melo to shake his hand so Melo can show. Um, show that show everyone that he's a snake, and Melo throws him off. Uh, they tumbled um, off the top rope and dumped outside. The crowd wakes up when Melo gets his comeback. He gets a tilt a world face plant for a near fall. Next, he gets a jackhammer after blocking Melo's suplex attempts. Melo spring uh, spring moves uh, whatever he's trying to spring spring it spring from. It's met with a fist, and Lexus kind of bars the backbreaker. Melo got nothing but Nan and wins the match, and then afterward, Lexus cops to the fact that he had nothing to do with the attacking trick. Thanks, Melo, for the spotlight. 
It's not a horrible match, but compared to what you expect from Melo on these specials, this is not that fucking great. You know what I mean? It probably won't be a match we mention when we think of the great Melo matches, Carmelo Hayes matches that we that we know exist. I think Lexus could have gone a little deeper with pointing out how he politicked himself into a PLE match. You know, like if I can borrow from Junior Soprano, uh, you know, he he didn't know how to sell it. You know what I mean? Like, you know... It, so now we'll have to find out more about, you know, um, who's the one that specifically tacked Trick if it wasn't Lexus. I'm sure there'll be a more anonymous leaking going on. Cora did a promo saying that she uh, thought that she made her intentions clear. She'll be on NXT, and then Melo hypes up Trick for his match. So it's the Iron Survivor match. I think the layout of this match, Trick didn't, you know, get any pins until, like, the tail end. And he told a good story because it seemed like him not getting any pins and getting pinned a lot, that he didn't belong in this match or he didn't belong in the main event, that he really made himself look like a beast. And this is like the match that, you know, um, and this is like a match, but then, like, you know, like, like this is when the match is at its best. I thought the competitors for the match did a better job making more drama with the pen attempts and the penalty box better than the women's match. So Dijak and Briggs start off. Briggs really shined this match, by the way, as well. They're counting each other and coming to stalemates. Briggs got an incredible head scissors. Uh, those two, two uh, did a better job making the first five minutes look interesting than the women did. Uh, Dijak got a sit-out chokeslam. Briggs with a big boot uh, to, uh, die, to to drop Dijak. Next person um, is Bate. He came out... Um, uh, he came out just as Dijak got the feaster eyes on Briggs, so he had one point, and Briggs was in the <coughs> penalty box. Um, Beat was trying to spin Dijak around for like the, you know the fireman's carry, like the uh, airplane spin, but he was too big and it didn't look too convincing, and he kept doing it more. And I'm like, why is he doing it? It didn't look impressive, but he finally did get it impressive. But you know. Briggs then gets rid of bait and does a JBL clothesline to Dijak to get a point. to get a point, so Dijak and Briggs have one point, and Dijak was supposed to be in the box. Bait got a diving uppercut while Briggs was crossing the center of the ropes. Um, bait finally got the Tyler Driver after not being able to do that, and Dijak breaks up the count, and Dijak gets rolled up. But when Bait counters the finish, and Dijak is back in the penalty box. You know, so you, so 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 he um, automatically went back into, um, and then he makes, then he punches um, bait, and it makes him land on Briggs. So we think he'll get another pin, but Briggs actually kicks out. I say they should have just let bait have that pin too, but you know, Trick was next. I figured they'll let him come out last, but um, bait misses him jumping to the outside. Trick gets a bunch of scissor kicks to a bunch of people. I mean, and the, the crowd is fully woken up for him in this, you know. He leaves over Briggs to get a clothesline on Bait. He clotheslines Dijak to make um, him catapult Briggs into Bait. He gets a double neck breaker on Dijak and Briggs. He does a, um, he does a pop-up right hand. Dijak was going to jump off the top rope for an elbow. Drop on, um, on Briggs' back, but Trick launches off Briggs' back and does a lariat to Dijak in midair. And he still didn't get the pin because Bait broke it up. Trick does the airplane spin better than uh, than Bait. Then then Bait did it uh for, did it in a torture rack position where it looked like looked much more faster. He was basically doing the UFO because he even did like the like putting his hands on his hips. Bait dives out onto Briggs while Dijak prevented Trick from doing it when they wanted to both do it together. And then Bait does the rebound lariat uh, uh, and Tyler Driver to get a pin on Trick, so he gets it in the penalty box right while Bait is in the lead with two points. 
and Dijak and Briggs have one point. Braun Breaker is the last one out. He spears Briggs right away and gets one point. Then he does it to bait, two points. He gets Dijak in midair for the spear, three points. So all of them are in the penalty box while Trick is now coming out. This is the highlight for me right there, you know what I mean? Because I like when someone attack, you know, stacks these wins. He, dro- he drops uh, Trick with a lariat. He puts Trick in the Steiner recliner. The guys in the penalty box are fighting and opened up, but eventually they all the time all expire for them. Trick dives out on both of them. Dijak gets a high boot to pin uh, Trick. So now Bade and Dijak have two. Braun has three, and Briggs has one point. Braun skills the top, gets a raw knife from the top, and Dijak goes right into a sit-out powerbomb from Bate, and Bate gets a point. So he and Braun were tied for three. Braun got a Spanish fly slam, Briggs and breaks up the count. Briggs and Dijak uh, both choke slam Bate, and they work together with Larius to Braun and then and then into Trick. They both do moonsaults to the Braun and Trick and get pins. Um, Bate and Braun and Dijak all tied for three points, and Briggs has two points. Bate does a rebound lariat uh, offered to both of them while they're fighting. Also, then you know because they're, they're you know like them getting along only existed for a bit. Bate dives out onto Dijak and Briggs does a slingshot lariat. Um, you know that JD Drake does. Briggs gets hit with a thrust kick coming off the top. They both high boot each other, missing Bate. Trick was uh twenty seconds from coming out in the um box, and there was like. Over three minutes left until the match was like uh, the match was done. You know what I mean? Because twenty five minutes, Braun throws Trick into the uh, ring post, then spears into the guardrail. So you think Trick is not like oh this is gonna be bad for Trick? Dijak choke slams Braun through the table. So you think Trick has no more time to get pins because now we are just over two minutes. Trick rolls up Briggs. Dijak then goes for the finish and gets and then uh, and he gets a. Uh, uh, and and uh, he gets a finish, but Eddie Thorpe pulls a ref out and stares at Dijak and nails him with a Kamiguri. And Trick rolls him up for two points. Bait go, uh, goes uh, for a Tyler driver, and Trick gets a jackknife cover for three points. He counters a spear from Braun with a jumping knee with ten seconds left and gets the fourth point for the win. This was a good story layout and how to do this match, man. This was really fucking good. They all did amazing. The performances made Trick a lot more credible. Braun played a good portion, played a good role in this with this portion of the three falls that he got right away. But but the way that they they managed to make Trick get those points within two minutes, I, I thought it was top notch. You know what I mean? I was impressed with I was impressed with Briggs. I would say if Briggs leaves Jensen, that maybe him and Dijak could have a good tag team because they made you think think that was possible. Unless a good, or maybe he, we'll we'll get a feud from those two. And again, I don't know if Trick wins the title at New Year's Evil, but I know after the, uh, f- for the Mania weekend, title or not, it's probably going to be him versus Mello. Anyway, Jensen, J- Jensen, uh, um, no, Fallon Fal- uh, and, uh, no, uh, Briggs was mad that he, about not winning it. And then, you know, and then, you know, Jensen's trying to, like, kind of encourage him, like, you did well, whatever. And then Metaphor interrupt and, you know, um, you know, put them down again, you know. Like, you know, and then they just talk shit and, and the brawl breaks out. I wanted to include it in this right here because I didn't want to, like, do a separate section for this. But this was, like, you know, the, the best Iron Survivor challenge. I like that uh, Braun was the only uh, main event guy kind of in it. And that the other characters really shine and it made me look at them differently from this match. You know, a trick is really over and when he won, man, he, um, you know... And 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 when he would get all the pinning attempt, like all the pinning that he like the pins that he got, I thought people were really like rallying behind him. Like they got really excited. They got the crowd with like the last two minutes of the match. 
I mean, he's got it next, man. You know, Melo was kind of, uh, I think uh, Melo, I thought it would happen here, but it happened in the end. I thought because Melo was creeping behind Trick afterwards. But I, I thought it happened here. Again, I like the style of match. You got to get used to the rules, but they explain it and present it in such an easy way where you can train your audience to get it. You know what I mean? Because people were into it. Like People weren't confused by, uh, you know. But like this one was really good. It was really, it was really good. This is probably my uh, match of the night next to the main event. It's all about the right winner. I don't think the women one had the right winner, to tell you the truth. Uh, Kiana versus Roxy. This is a cage match, and they didn't need them, this match here. Maybe they could have done this earlier, but this feels like, you know, needed Ro- it's, like they, it's like they needed Roxy on the PLE for the sake of it. And I don't think this was a great of a match. Not that it was super horrible, but I was not really into this match, and it could have just, you know, saved it for television. You couldn't escape the cage, but Kiana was trying in the beginning. It's like a typical cage shit, like the like like one time Kenneth threw Roxy into it after catching a crossbody. Kenneth did some dope aggressive shoulder thrust in the cage. Roxy did get a fence press at the top. Roxy showed aggressiveness. She did an uppercut to the back of the neck. The and then the and the crowd didn't seem to care about any of this. They were both on top of the cage, and since it was not escape a type of match, there was like no reason for why Roxy go there first. Unless something big was going down, but they just kind of fight down and Kenneth gets knocked off the uh, off the top rope and then power bombs Roxy down from the top rope. Kenneth did a buckle bomb against the cage, but Roxy was able to still get pop rocks. Pop the other pop rocks was countered and then uh um Kenneth tried to get the get the cage and the commentators have to cover for the fact that she just wants to get away from Roxy. And Kenna brings in a chair and Kenna misses Roxy with it, Roxy teases using the chair. And then she was going to close the cage, because she went to the cage, and Izzy da- this, that chick Izzy Dame closes the door in Roxy's face. And no one knew who it was. I think people assumed it was Tiffany. But then Kira does the deal breaker with, and with the chair, and then wins the match. The match was already not hitting, and it was like not even like a bigger... like It, it felt like a bigger wet fart coming out of a colon cancer-riddled asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, like these people worked hard. Like, they worked harder than that, but I don't think anyone gave, gave a shit. Like, I, th- I thought this was like an NXT weekly type of match for, and and I, I'm sure it would have played out better where they normally do this because you know this is probably the worst match considering the stipulation. And then Melo, like Melo and King, at least had good character work being done. You know what I mean? The Dom and Dragon match at least had a title on the line, so I I think you could have let this off the card. Tell you the truth, the main event now. Um, Corbin came out on a motorcycle. He did come off like a big deal. Maybe because I'm used to used to him being on the main roster, and if he has any like you know like you know if he has any dope feud, it normally ends up being dreadful. Where I don't care about his presence, but he's been dope. He's a dope run on NXT so far. I still think he shouldn't have challenged for the title already before this match because I seen him challenge for the challenge for the title and a chance for it. You know, and a chance for it. And him beating Ilya was like the only uh, the only thing he had going for a bit. But they built up some nice heat by Corbin getting in Ilya's head with the character work. They still managed to make you care going in. Corbin was doing a bunch of headlock takeovers. It was impressive. Like, I wouldn't care about this little shit during a main roster match. But, you know, Cor- you know, but, like, you know it, just, it, it came off better here. Corbin kept preventing a comeback. But Ilya kept showing his un- undying will to keep going at Corbin. Ilya ended up getting a German suplex on the floor. Corbin still did an inverted suplex on the table. He does it on the on the ropes inside as well. Corbin did a a good job um good job sidestepping Ilya doing an insiguri out of desperation. It's one of the more memorable psychology matches Corbin has been was doing. You know, 
And maybe he always has done them, but this is how badly they fucked him up on the main roster. You know what I mean? Ilya missed a really aggressive senton, which really made Ilya hurt his ribs even more. Even though it was more impact on the back, but you know. Corbin got a clothesline from the top. It, it felt like a diesel Bret Hart match in some ways, where like Ilya's regular offense is kind of being ineffective, and he has to kind of go in other ways to compete with someone who's dominating. Uh, Corbin condescendingly hugs Ilya and does a belly-to-belly, or, you know, uh, you know, whatever, I don't know. Corbin ends up getting a gut buster on his knee. I, I, I know this match was slow, but I enjoy the psychology in this match as, you know, it's going on. Like, it's a really good story being told. Because it was different from other Ilya matches. And this is why I enjoyed it more, because I was also into, you know, again, the promos kind of going to the match, you know. Ilya gets a running knee to buy himself time. He finally gets a diving senton. He still favors his injuries. They end up slugging it out with, you know, back-and-forth palm strikes. It goes on for a bit. He gets a running kick in the corner to Corbin. He gets a near fall from a bridge German. They're fighting at the top. Corbin chokes Lennon from the top. Corbin ends up with a dragon sleeper. Ilya gets a Death Valley driver in the corner. Corbin caught Ilya charging and got a deep six for a near fall. He does a Death Valley driver, neck breaker, and then a brain buster for a near fall. Ilya couldn't get him up for the power run at first, but eventually still ended up doing it. But it added to the match because the damage was over, like, you know, because the damage had taken toll on him. He shouldn't have like done it crisp. He does a coast to coast. He does, a, he does three H-bombs, and he did, doesn't go for the pin. He hugs Corbin, and I couldn't hear what the fuck he was saying, but I'm going to assume it wasn't good from what I'm gathering. He does a torpedo Moscow for the win, and then Trick comes out for the match. This is where Melo crept up. I made it sound like it happened during a Trick match, but this had a good finale. I would have opted for the Iron Survivor match to be the match to close the show because I thought Trick winning his match with the way he did it, would have been more of a celebratory occasion to close a pay-per-view. But I like this main event. It was very well done. It was a good story told, and Ilya sold the pain well, and this is how you, you know, do shit with teasing injuries. You know, Seth could take note from this. But I enjoyed the main event. I enjoyed the Iron Survivor matches in the main event the most. I can't say I was into, like, every match on the card. I still think the show moves stories along, you know, at least... This is the first, like, uh, you know, first long recap I've done in a while. I said I'll do it for the PLE and pay-per-view shows, but maybe not ROH this week, since I'm not going to watch that live, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I enjoy this match, but I, but like I said, like this would have been better if this was the first time Corbin challenged for the NXT title and didn't challenge for it prior. Okay? I think having a victory over Ilya, which no one did, and not, like, being beaten and getting in his head would have been a better... But I, I saw... But I saw Corbin lose already on this brand. But anyway, he still kept it interesting. It's probably one of my favorite Corbin matches he's done in a while. Where I was actually into the character work and the feud. Ilya's really one of my favorites in this game right now too. I don't know how long he'll keep this title. But if he's going to the main roster, he would be a good dude to use to take the IC title off of Gunther. I mean, you could do Ilya, Jey Uso, or Gable. But... They might actually opt for, like, you know, Miz, which I kind of hope they don't do, you know what I mean, to win. So, anyways, I wanted to get this out. How long, how long? This is 40 minutes. Normally, I'm used to going through fucking, you know, uh, all the recaps within, like, 30, like, all, like, lately, like, all my recaps for the weekly shows have been, like, under 30 minutes. You know? Anyways, you know, normally I freak out about catching up on time, but the thing is, like, you know, no one really gives two shits about me, really, and this is just to fill time, essentially, you know what I mean, um, while, you know, fawning over fucking, you know, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I got to write more, and I got to do Raw and NXT recap, which are going to be brief. But the CM Punk, again, I I stream live on Tumblr to, like, you know, watch it on delay, whatever. So, like, the Seth Seth Rollins and CM Punk confrontation was really, really fucking good. You know what I mean? Like, it had good anticipation, you know what I mean? And, like, I expected Seth Rollins didn't come across... Like a fucking, you know, like, you know, someone that, you know, didn't belong in the microphone. You know what I mean? It wasn't like John Cena, Roman Reigns, 2017 level type of deal. Seth Rollins has finally, you know, found the confidence in his character. And, you know, has the confidence he didn't do any of his good. This one was like straight up Seth Rollins. No, none of the goofy laughing shit. You know what I mean? And I I felt like Seth Rollins, uh, you know, actually came across. Like, even though your perspective is like he's a company man. But guess what? You know, guess what? What's it called? Um, the thing is, like, when it comes to CM Punk with the WWE, I'll side with CM Punk all day, every day, right? Just like I'll side with talent that gets fucked over, but you know. So I don't agree with Seth Rollins, like, a hundred percent, like you know, kissing the company's ass. But I can understand defending your hard work and the because again, like, just because, um, like Seth Rollins could be one of those guys that wants to make fucking the industry better, even though he knows he is like in a, in a, he's like he's like he's like the obvious Democrat in the situation, because he's like you know uh, hyping up the status quo, while CM Punk is like the populist, who like has qualms, but he's also a corrupt fucking opportunist as well, like he it, like like CM Punk's only interesting thing is him saying that he is not. That he's not fucking, uh, you know, esta- like he's not establishment, he's anti-establishment. And that's the only, again, because if, if he said that he was establishment, you know, bragging about billionaires, shouting him out, then he would just be like any other normal fucking in- industry um, person, you know. Like he would be like, the, like j- j- just a John, like a John Cena. Right now he's getting the forced push with, with uh, you know, with, um, you know, uh, you know, amping up his merch sales, his views on social media, catering, like, the whole conversation towards him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's also, like, because on the internet, people think that that can be amplified, too, you know, because he's supposed to be getting pushed. So CM Punk is just as much the establishment guy as well, you know what I mean? His hero's fucking Paul Heyman, for Christ's sake. You know, and Paul Heyman, you know, is another fucking controlled opposition dude, in my personal opinion. You know, anyway, I'll I'll come back, you know, later on to do the discourse and all that shit. It's summertime! This is the last song that I had playing. I'm like, you know what, I can't think of a song to play, so... I talked about this song earlier on, so I might as well fucking play it, I guess, right? I don't know why. It won't be long. I just, you know, I'm trying to finish my uh, cigarette. I, I, I like the whole tempo of the beat, you know what I mean? How about this one? Two against one. Jack White. With, off the Danger Mouse album with uh, 
Daniele Luppi. Luppi? I don't know. It's 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 fuck it's hard you know um in, in this month and th- that's why my trolls are gonna keep popping up here and there, you know. Cause I'm 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 I can tell I'm already pissing people off with, with politics, especially when like cause again I'm not an, I'm not an approachable like like I'm not a guy that you're supposed to approach online, I'm you know practically you know irrelevant, but it's five forty one p.m. December thirteenth. Um. So whenever anyone does interact with my fucking tweets, it's like it's supposed to be giving me a push or I'm, you know, it's, it's always someone, someone with a blue check mark with like 100 followers. I always know, like, you know, what I'm, I'm going to be anticipating. And it's like, you know, a bunch of fucking, you know, right wing tramps, intellectual sluts basically trying to, you know, uh, you know, pretend that Elon Musk is like the savior billionaire. Every social media platform is horrible except for... Twitter, you know what I mean, and then, and then and then these people have the gall to tell me that I'm the one that's being brainwashed. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Oh my God, Elon Musk is like you know, uh, you know, uh, a very like fascist, uh, you know, very fascist type of guy because the mainstream media is saying it. I know the mainstream media shit, just like the alt media now has become complete and utter shit. They become mainstream media light. They got in a way with what fucking made them actually special. You know what I mean? But like you know, it's but during this month, you know, I I, I do feel fucking very you know mentally ill. I mean, I, I normally always feel mentally ill, but when I feel also people who hate that I'm like trying to make moves or I'm being more creative. Like, people will hate that I sh- overshare in a podcast or blog, but you're not even supposed to be listening to me. This is for, like, people who are really just, you know, who are nothing else to do and want to listen to me. Like, some of you who don't like me, you shouldn't be listening to me. Which tells me that there's important people behind the scene that a lot of you want to suck up to that probably do kind of you know, take a gander of what I do. And they probably give me more props behind the scenes because I'm doing it without, like, anyone's appro- like anyone, like, you know, having a co-sign or having an approval. And it might not be the most noteworthy podcast, but I know important people are paying attention. So then people who already have the spoils, who already have the connections, who already get the accolades, who already get paid, like, top dollar, you know, not the wrestler, but, like, you know, get get paid, like, you know, the top amount of money, they still have a fucking issue with me because I fucking tackle shit from a different perspective. And they're the ones who get the fucking spoils and all the, and, and all that kind of shit. They get the perks. And yet they can't even stomach me just doing stuff on my own, you know. That's what fucking, you know, they they help isolate me 
And then when I fucking ran ran with the ball being isolated and started fucking relying on doing, you know, my own material or doing stuff on my own. It's like now I'm I'm hated for that. I'm hated by a lot of fucking people, you know what I mean? And 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 the, and the more that I become less like 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 you know uh you know the the more that I I've come off like less of a parody or my intent to become less you know just my natural aesthetic is like you know uh my natural aesthetic is is you know a parody on its own, right? But because I try to evolve my thinking and try to fucking, you know, look at the overview of shit. They just, you know, have an issue with that. A lot of them do. And I never say that anything that I say is a hundred percent like, oh, everyone that's listening to me, you should believe every single fucking thing that I fucking say or that, like, I'm 100% right in every single situation, or that I know every single thing that I'm talking about. I don't. This is, a, this is a product of somebody who has suffered from being so stupid that I've fallen for different fucking um, ideologies without realizing I'm being brainwashed and kind of being manipulated. And a, a bunch of powerful people with power... I mean, powerful people with, with, you know, it's kind of, you know, an oxymoron, I guess. I don't know. Is oxymoron even a correct term to use for this, you know? I'm sure the, the, the group chat motherfuckers are, you know, already chiming in. They all, all like, you know, they, they all like when, uh, you know, um, no, no. So, yeah, this podcast is a, is a part of that where, like, you know, like, I'm just taking in stuff and I'm, Throwing out thoughts, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I, like, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, I predicted so much shit that's right. Sure, I may have gotten some stuff that's overall correct, but there's been a lot of specific stuff that I've been completely wrong about. I wouldn't want, like, you know what I mean? If, if I had, like, a fucking big-time fan base, I wouldn't want them to feel they have to fucking listen to every fucking word I say. I know there's other fucking entertainers, you know what I mean? Like, I recognize the other, you know what I mean? I don't want to be one of these greedy motherfuckers that think that, oh, only I can, uh, you know, have it. But the thing is, if people are paying attention to me, and then other people fucking think that they are not confident in their, even though they have the connections and the, you know, they, they, they've done the politics behind the fucking scenes, even at my detriment. If you feel you're fucking, you know, if, if, if you on your own can't fucking, you know, muster up fucking some interest and you need a fucking you know uh, a line a line with me and then I'm, I'm, and when someone does a line with me then if there's an increase then it's like oh look because it's designed to be that fucking way but i'm fine doing it the way i do it because with a called you know over over 500 podcasts plus you know over 500 plus you know what I mean? And they're not just like one hour ones, you know, they do like some of them are like eight hours, some of them are six hours, seven hours. Like I, I put my put my fucking work in. I know I know there's a lot of you that hate me that you know, I get a lot of you will say, Oh, that's not work, whatever, whatever, but then you'll make sure to you you'll make sure to fucking make what you're doing about me your work. By constantly spying on me and all that kind of shit. Monitoring me. Instilling more paranoia into me. 
And then people act like they're too good to do that. And then when you go, okay, well, I, I don't really want to care about what, what, what some of the other problematic jerk-offs are going through because, like, they've ruined other people's lives. Then it's like, they act like they're the ones who never did anything wrong. And I, I, I hate that fucking kind of shit. They get mad again, and I'm not saying I'm the best. Like again, I never, I never claimed. Like whenever I fucking start like writing or doing podcasting, and there's people that might be enamored by it for some odd reason, it's like people then get threatened by like my presence. I'll start off with the Israel Palestine stuff. I'm going to get that out of the way because it's like probably the most important issue. Even though I can't follow along with every single fucking discourse thing. But like, you know, someone like with bad faith acting like Jake. Like, there's going to be bad faith actors who are going to condemn anyone that chants from the river to the sea as being someone that's calling for destruction of Israel. And there's going to be bad faith actors who claim to be for Palestinians but are aligning with far right-wing nationalist type people who are going to chime in the most about from the river to the sea. So even though I don't think everyone who uses that term, I definitely, like, like, I don't think everyone that uses it is, like, calling for the destruction of Israel at all whatsoever. But when you have, like, you know, right-wing fucking people who are, are defending other fucking dictators and all that kind of shit, They'll say they're, like, you know, anti-U.S. empire, but then they'll also defend fucking Trump and make him look like a fucking victim. I don't have to buy that that their intention is 100% correct. And the thing is, there's a lot of fucking... There's a lot of brown people out there who've never had, like, this kind of support. Like, I wish this, like, like none of this fucking happened. I wish no one fucking was oppressed. I wish no one fucking, you know, died from this. But this is like one of the few, few times I've seen in my lifetime where it doesn't seem like it's completely one-sided because there's more power with the online stuff. You know what I mean? And people are speaking out. And it's a beautiful thing that people are fucking speaking out at war crimes and oppression and all that. But then there's also people that are fucking using the situation to do their fundamentalist shit because they're still aligned with the pro. That's why they gotta make both sides seem like they don't give a shit. You, you, you and I'm not talking about both sides as in the Palestinians that are going through it. I'm talking about the the people who lead the discourse. So of course, like you know, Jake condemning from River to the Sea. You know what I mean? Like the easy thing to do is like you do your fucking network is named after a genocide. But, but you're going to see that some of these people that are leading the charge and defending that, who are very compromised because they're online, they, they think because they're online that they're, you know, not compromised at all whatsoever. Like, you know, like, for, for example, there's one good account that I follow named, again, because, again, a lot of the accounts that I I followed that I, like, I, 
I, I, again, I don't have social media to be this personal fucking thing, whatever. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, if people are going to judge me on who I follow, right? But I do, fo- I, I, do, I do follow some, like, you know, right-winger, so I wasn't in my whole bubble. But there's also, like, leftists that I follow that I thought were, like, decent fucking people. Like, I go, okay, these are the good people that I'm following. But, like, now it's like a lot of them have become very far right, like, you know, very, aligning with the right-wing people. Like, even, like, that chick, Naomi Naomi Wolf. She used to be, like, I, I thought she was a pretty decent person. I see her tweets, I follow her, and she seems like she's, like, you know, a defender of Steve Bannon on some fucking level, you know what I mean? Like, it just, everyone's making this weird turn. So this Omar Badar guy, I, I follow him. He seems like a decent fucking person. Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't, like, you know, come off as, like, you know... uh like, he's not in the discourse of, like, you know, being propped up as, like, oh, look, he hangs out with problematic people. But, like, you know, I guess, like, people are dunking on Aaron Mate because he shows support for, like, so I, I forget what it was. Let me see what again. I think the post left people fucking posted it. And that count, you, and even that account, you gotta watch out for what they post because sometimes, like, their views are, like, you know. Let me see right here. Hold on. I think because so, so Omar Badar pointed out that what the call like he goes. How do I explain to the rest of the world that I live in a place where saying free Palestine is genocidal threat, but carpet bombing entire society, murdering them at a rate of thousand per month, starving their children, is celebrated, rewarded with billions in weapons. And then Aaron Maté reposted this, right? It's a good message, right? But Aaron Maté is also somebody, um, you know, uh, he's a defendant Syria doing that shit. Uh, or, you know, again, and, and because, like, America doesn't have the best interest in what goes on in Syria, like, the 2010s mentality from, like, you know, a lot of the alt-media people... And I mean, and, and more so the dumb, the dumb down people that follow because they think that mainstream media is shit, so they better follow the alt media for like everything. But like everyone has to like automatically then side with the other fucking leader who might not be a good fucking person. I, I, and honestly, like, in my head, that never made sense, but I'm like, okay, maybe these people know what they're talking about because I'm kind of a newbie at this. But, like, now, like, 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 like you know, from a decade ago, a lot of these people have become a lot fucking worse, which just, show, which just shows you that, like, that's why you can't trust any anti-establishment populist. Because the, because the, them saying they're anti-establishment is the only thing that makes them stand out. Otherwise, they'd be like every other fucking boring fucking person who's part of the establishment. Like, you can acknowledge that, you know, you're part of the establishment and not have to kiss its ass and say you're in a fucking establishment where you're kind of limited in what you can fucking do. But once you try to like, act like you're the biggest truth teller on the planet, then yeah, I, I fucking do question what a lot of you do. Like, I'm allowed to question that. And for some reason, by questioning that, because a lot of the fucking hacks in mainstream media will question these people. So that means if I question someone in the alt media, that means I'm falling for mainstream media fucking narratives.
Like, people who think, like, like okay, I, I again, I, I can't keep up with specifically what's going on because in my fucked up head, I, I already know the overall goal of what these fundamentalists, in my personal opinion, have planned out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know, I, I try to keep up with the basic stuff, like, the, you know what I mean? But, like, as far as, like, what, like, because I, I know that when some stories come out and then, um, and people don't believe, like, the thing is, like, if it's true, people are, it's, it's like, it's going to be the boy who cried wolf for a lot of people because there's been a lot of stuff that the IDF has lied about. And it's been proven that they lied about. I'm sure they're lying about more. But then it's, but it's, it's like you're trying to ma- you're trying to make like the most cynical fucking person then justify why they shouldn't even care about any Israelis, which is w- 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 where it's leading basically. While the fucking bad faith fucking pro Israel people are like ignoring the fucking uh, ignoring any fucking humanity in Palestine and um and you know and thinking it's all fucking justified. Even if, yeah, you can, you can condemn Hamas, you know what I mean? Condemning Hamas is not anti-Palestinian, but once you ignore what kind of fucking shit's going on, and then we have to have, dis, like, you know, filler discourse about the whole thing. Like, people's lives are on the fucking line. People are being bombed at, uh, you know, uh, and there's war crimes being fucking committed, a bunch of fucking oppression going on. And with the cold, like, you're trying to gaslight us into fucking reacting way, like, reacting a lot worse because they want everyone to get more extreme. So in, so like so like Joe Biden has to walk back the beheaded babies, or he says something about how you know uh, Israel needs uh, protection. Like he'll say stuff, and then people will say, "Oh, okay, listen, everyone can call Joe Biden a liar. It's it's a, it shouldn't be a controversial fucking thing." But when you like pretend to go, "Oh, Joe Biden's a liar," and no one's calling him out. Yes, a lot of people are calling him out that are part of the establishment. Just because you do it on Twitch, or you do it on YouTube, or you fucking get funded by other governments, that doesn't mean that you're not part of the establishment. It should actually be more celebratory in the sense that there's more fucking power to fucking actually have a voice to call it out. But instead, you got to make it seem like it's an underground thing that's going on. They don't really want you to know. They really don't want you to know. If they didn't want you to know, it wouldn't be online even. This is why I look at the overall view of where, where I believe it's fucking going. Now, am, am I 100% right? Can I be a little conspiratorial without going to the right-wing side? I know, I know a lot of people who claim they're left will fucking um, n- not see any fucking, you know, uh, differentiation from any conspiracy at all. But, that, but th- th- that's how you're helping fucking, you know, guys like Alex Jones... So that Harvard professor, I guess, uh, Harvard president gets to keep her job. But she has, like, you know, um, you know, plagiarism. She has plagiarism. Um, uh, uh, she has plagiarism uh, accusations. And it does feel politically motivated, right? But what they're called, like, so on TYT, 
Jank was okay, so even though I side with Jank on this issue that's politically motivated, I know that he is going hard on it because he wants to position himself as an anti-establishing guy. So if they come after him for for something that he's what he's compromised with, he'll make it seem like because he's the one that dared go at the president, even though he had no chance of fucking winning, and he's acting like he's a real candidate. But 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 Anna's position because Anna because you got to keep in mind Anna's the one that now caters to the right wing by pretending that like so when when like you know it adds to the anti wokeness fucking side or it adds to the right wing side Anna's all about you know bringing all the fucking facts so people know but like in other stories she fucking like for example I like again I'm a dumbed down fucking guy so I have to follow her lead. On what the like, if you bought off her like you know narratives of people making excuses for crime retail, there's, there's people that point out who are very smart online that point out like the flaws in her argument and who and and where the blame should fucking go. And it's not like they're just be, being reactionary and saying, oh, you know. But so 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 Anna was designed to do the right wing fucking thing. By, you know, making it seem like she's the one that's trying to get the story out and Jake is the, being the emotional lefty guy. And I bet you, like, there will be something serious enough where Jake will then bow down to her so it makes Anna look right. Because Anna's the one that's getting the push. Despite her pretending like she is not a fucking grifter. She thinks that's, la- think that's lazy. Even though she does the laziest fucking shit on the planet. So let me play this fucking, you know, clip right here, okay. Um, this is the start of the story. This starts out calm first, right? What Harvard's, you know, code of conduct on plagiarism was at the time that she put this work out. And, and, and by the way, by, by the way, with the cold, Anna's point is, if other people get suspended for plagiarism or expelled for plagiarism, then why is it okay? And, and if you look at that at that level, yeah, sure. But what they're called, um, you know, and, and, but, 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 but the thing is that then you have to, like, talk about the bigger thing that goes on that, like, when you're supposed to find out about somebody, like, you know, not, like, you know, do, like, you know being 100% pure with the rules and all that kind of shit. It's like it's designed for sports entertainment. Like, these people who become discourse characters now are no longer just, like, the president of Harvard. They're now sports entertainers. Right? So, Jank should just let her finish the fucking story, but Jank kept interrupting. And even though I can agree with Jank that this is politically fucking motivated, with the call, like, the way that he, he's acting like Ben Affleck. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it, it like, maybe the, okay, the, the intentions seemed good, but, like, he acted like an emotional fucking person where it makes it look like it's a parody of the left that can't take any fucking, you know, they can't handle the facts. It was, it was done on purpose to me, in my personal opinion. Um, so here's her... Okay, before you do that, sure. let me just explain. After she's done with this, these are all hatchet jobs. It is a hatchet job. All horse crap. It's all I'm going, I'm going to explain why she. this is all... So he's overplaying it. He's overplaying it. A burning pile of... It's, it, all, this gets really heated... But this is, to me, this is all sports entertainment. This is going to be like, like when, like, because again, like, Anna's definitely going to go get another fucking gig, even though she denies it. She claims, she does everything that what someone who's compromised fucking says when they're going more right way that they turn down so many fucking deals and all that kind of stuff. And I bet you she did at first, whatever. But that doesn't mean that she's totally, like, incapable of being bought off by someone else in a more shadowy fashion. Total garbage. Go ahead. Okay, so 
But let me also say this, okay? I, it's clearly politically motivated, okay? The hatchet job is clear to me as well. But if there are specific... There are hold on, Jake, listen to me for a second. If there are substantial examples of her engaging in plagiarism, it is a problem if she's the president of a university. Yeah, which, I, okay, I'll which, explain later. Just get through the BS first. Okay, no, you, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead and okay, get it. It's garbage. It's garbage. Okay, engage in your okay? Go ahead. So, guys, here's what happens, okay? Once someone sticks their neck out and challenges the powerful, they then dig into their lives. So... Listen, I do. Listen, I, people think like because people like Russell Brand and all these people claim that that that's what's happening to them, right? Obviously, like there's more to it where like they knew that like like like, like people on the left will actually just act like no, they just decided to come and come at, come at you because you committed all these crimes, but they let people get away with certain crime until it becomes convenient. My whole thing is like no, they're trying to screw. Um, they're trying to make it look like they're screwing Russell Brand, so you make it seem like his word means more. So this from Jenk is coming off like he's speaking on like like because again with, 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 with the crime crime narrative and what wanting people to get more guns and all that kind of stuff, he's 100% on board with that. So I'm not buying him, like, defending this woman, whatever, but it's more about what to call, like, him trying to set his narrative because, like, like they might go after him because he's going to be exposed as being, like, you know, a right-winger or doing some fucking shady fucking shit. But he's going to make it seem like because he challenged, he knows that some exposition is coming. That's why he's positioning himself like he's challenging the establishment when he's not really. They go, okay, we got to find some transgression so we can invent a scandal. And they'll get some hack like Rufo and some rando at a rando place like Washington Free Beacon and a Substack account, okay, whatever the hell that is, okay? And they'll say, okay, oh, this is just serious charges. And they'll repeat words like plagiarism 2,400 times. And all the headlines will say plagiarism, plagiarism. And then when you look into it, what did Harvard conclude? This, this, this is hilarious because the element of what he's presenting, this is what him and Anna do with other fucking stories when they want to go more right Four inadequate citations. Jaywalking is a significantly higher crime. Okay, that when you can, when the best you got is four inadequate citations, basically you're saying we dug and dug and dug to try to bury her and find one thing wrong in her life, but we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. So we got something where she left out quote marks, but left but. I, I, I bet you because like every one of these institutions, to be higher up in these institutions, and it doesn't matter entertainment, educational, whatever, political, and all that. I bet because again, this is going to be designed for Anna to look right because then Jank will have to grovel towards her, because Anna is the one that's getting the fucking right wing fucking push. So I bet you that like like down like in, like in like a week or so there'll be something else. That Jank will go, okay, you know what? I defended her, and now I have to apologize. I, I, I can already see where the fucking, how it's all going. This was, like, way too over the top. You know what I mean? Even though for a minute you're buying into it because you think both these people are fucking despicable. Put the citation in. We got a thing where she joined with another author. She, we got a thing where she quoted her own uh, advisor. Sometimes in cases like this, because whenever they go after academics, their number one hatchet job is plagiarism. Why plagiarism? Because it sounds so bad, right? And the average person doesn't understand plagiarism at all. And so they go, inadequate citations. And it makes it sound like, wow, wow. <laughs> it's nonsense. Total. So sometimes on plagiarism charges, they'll say, 
Well, you look into the details. She quoted herself but didn't cite it. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. So this is what I call needle in a haystack. So are they trying to represent the, the totality of her career, the haystack, or are they trying to find a needle in that haystack, pull it out and go, no, look at this needle. That's what she's about. That one time that she got a citation wrong. Fire her, fire her. And who's Bill Ackman? Bill Ackman is one of the worst people in the country. He's a hedge fund manager who bribes, I'm sorry, campaign contributions to politicians, buys them off left and right, left and right, gives a ton of money to his uh, uh, alma mater. And when he uh, heard this, he's like, oh, no criticism of Israel ever. Fire her. I mean, I'm worried about an inadequate citation from 1987. So I'm really concerned about her academic situation. Guys, when they find something this minor, that means, oh my God, she was squeaky clean. Oh, she led an immaculate life. I challenge any of you. So this is going to be, this is gonna be something where, the, where it, 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 it might backfire on him. You know what I mean? Because he, he, was, play, he was playing the Ben Affleck to Anakin Spirits, Bill Maher, and Sam Harris. You know what I mean here? Even though like, Anakin is making it... Because people who are going to be like... Like, cause people who support Palestine are, are going to be supporting this Harvard professor because she didn't, like, completely be a reactionary and said that she would, you know, be, uh, you know, uh, like, she would be taking each consideration about each situation because there's been nobody been chanting, um, you know, death to Jews and all that kind of stuff there. Plus the people that are fucking questioning these uh, these presidents from the universities, th these people align with fucking far right-wing fucking people. But to me, it's like, so to me, I can already tell that, like, you know, because this is supposed to be propelled, because keep in mind, these people are insiders. And, you know what I mean? And this is, like, another part of their fucking script. This kind of process and have them come up with only four inadequate citations, that means you're pretty much an angel. So this is nothing. Okay, so... That's what fucking got it going. This is where it gets, uh, this is where it gets really, really fucking heated. You're overloaded. So, Jenk, the reason why I get frustrated with you is because you, you're itching to engage in your rant so desperately that you don't even give me an opportunity to lay out all the facts before you engage in your rant in which you undermine and minimize the evidence that I'm going to show that shows that it's more than just uh, the lack of citations four separate times. Yeah, I'm not going to engage but, in their hatchet jobs. Look, listen. No, that has no validity. Okay, all right, fine. It has no, no validity. If your take is... I don't care if she engaged in any plagiarism because this is politically motivated, then just say it. But my point is, even though I believe it is politically motivated that they're going after her, if there are substantial examples of her engaging in plagiarism at a university where students get expelled when they engage in plagiarism, it's a problem. But they already did the analysis, Anna. So now we're going to do a double analysis on, on some, no, but some jackass substacker who's obviously doing it for political reasons. And guess what? By the time that they reevaluate their second set of nonsense charges, see. she'll already be fired. And Bill Ackman will go, yes! <laughs> the thing is, if there's, um, like, you know, very substantial shit, like, you know, um, part of it, it's like, to me, I already suspect that everybody high up in the political world 
everyone has something that they fucking do, or and they probably have multiple things that come out later on, whatever. But it's all it's, it's like when you're supposed to focus on someone, then it's like they start building it up. So first you're like, oh, okay, this is not that big of a fucking deal. But there will be something that the right wing will use that is a big fucking deal that will make it seem like, oh, you see, but she got away with it because she's a lefty, basically. Oh, because she's a minority, she got away with it. Like, I, I can already see the play being done and how they're going to play it out. Because everything that plays out for the future is supposed to make it look like the right wing are the ones that are telling the truth about shit. Or the ones that are, you know, I don't know. Again, sending the bull BS reporters to find the real problems they in did her an analysis of the first round of plagiarism allegations that came out in october and but a new round of allegations new, came oh, out. a new round okay. what a, oh look at that right. what a what a surprising twist a new round of allegations let's see if we can find more inadequate citations then he just gives her a dirty look i don't just care finish up. just finish okay then you don't care then i don't care i don't that. care then i don't care if you about that no be I don't care. Okay. I don't care. That's fine. If you found so out, no, I don't care. Let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. I, okay. If you found out that she committed a robbery in 1997, went into somebody's house, broke the door down, and stole their radio, I still wouldn't care because you're trying to eliminate her because she said something you don't like. Don't go back into the past, find the tiniest, tiniest little transgressions, and then we're gonna have a debate. I, 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 I wonder what fucking, I wonder what fucking, if, if this is self-projecting of what Jank thinks is gonna happen to him because he's running for president, like he's, you know, doing, even though I believe he's trying to make an argument for why people who didn't, who weren't born in the country can run for president, he'll find, like, a loophole, and maybe, like, you'll be able to, like, you know, do it, so he's saying the seeds for someone else who might not be born for the country, who will be, who's more likable than him. Him, that would fucking like, like if Elon Musk decides that he's running for president as well, they'll find a way. You know what I mean? He's you know that's what I personally believe. This poor woman's life and over her career. No, I'm not going to engage with bad faith actors who have shown a thousand times over that they're full of crap and they're looking to destroy people's lives. So no, I, let me be very clear. I have no interest in a debate about plagiarism from 20, 30 years ago, so-called, so-called, when the first round of plagiarism came up with no plagiarism, none. They were lying, and they're always lying. Oh, should we look into whether she jaywalked? I bet she did. Let's have a debate whether she jaywalked or not. <laughs> this I've been animated. several streets without getting proper permission. She might have even once had a party past 10 p.m. Might have violated a noise order. You, you can tell this guy, you can tell whoever wrote, who helped wrote this fucking rant from. Like, this guy really probably perform. he probably practices a bunch of fucking times. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I don't know, man. This sounds like, this sounds like too written for me. Let's engage in, is she guilty of the noise ordinance? I might be guilty of a noise ordinance now. No, hatchet jobs, no interest. A, you're right, Anna. Even if they found it, they're like, this one doesn't have any citation at all. Oh. All right, okay. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. We're wrapping the story up, we're taking a break, we'll come back and hopefully we'll calm down a little bit so we can actually do our jobs appropriately. The job appropriately is this story has zero validity. Right. And do not fire that poor woman because some donor who's rich says, no, I'm going to run Harvard. No one's allowed to disagree with my political opinions. Okay, if that's what Harvard is, which apparently that's what Penn is, I'm humiliated that I went to Penn. They fired her over that. They fired her over that. 
because the donors didn't want her to, to be honest and tell what the actual policy of the school was on a hypothetical chant that didn't even happen. And those same donors, by the way, very, very likely donating to the politicians who voted for genocide of the Palestinian people because their lives don't matter. But we're discussing citations as 18,000 people have been butchered in Gaza. It's That's a weapon of mass distraction. All right. It's more than citations. See, I'm again, sorry, this, this, this guy had the weapon of mass distraction slogan already. He was ready for, like, you know, like, to, like, like I, 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 I was surprised he didn't even have fucking shirts after the show. I mean, if you want to be a WWE sports entertainer, at least you got to, like, market that properly, bro. You know what I mean? Don't be like WWE with the yeet chant. You know what I mean? Someone else is going to take it. Or, I mean, WWE's case, they took it from someone else. Again, to me, whenever those promote, whenever that shit happens where, like, like it gets disputed that, oh, did, did, um, they don't have the a copyright for it, it's always designed to, like, advertise who came up with it so that people, like, then get further, you know, because then he, all of a sudden, Jay also can use it, but whatever, okay? Anyway, it continues on. Give you guys the information, but please read but the go to entirety. Substack. I'm sure they no, have no, a lot. No, no, read the Harvard Crimson, please, so so you'll understand where the the real allegations lie. We're gonna take a break. There are we'll no right real back. allegations. Okay. Dive into eight. Okay, so 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 that was so that was one right there, and then it it, it carried on it, it carried on in, in the um, it carried on in the commercial break. We're here for that too. The conversation. I know, I know. I'm guilty. I'm sorry. I should have let her finish. I know. I, but I get so mad. I get so mad when we, when they purposely go to ruin someone's life. We don't, in the old days, the establishment would do physical assassinations. Now they do character assassinations. So when they go to do a character assassination, I don't want to help them hold the gun. Okay, so I got emotional about it. Yes. So I'm sick of their character assassinations. And I want you to understand how it works. They always target at someone individually. They always go looking for the needle. And they always make it seem like the needle is the haystack. And then they create fake controversies. All they need is the headlines. They don't need you to read the actual details. But they, And then even if they... If, and you think you can't find something wrong in someone's life? Every one of you has some 10, 20 different things you did wrong. My can, job, Jake, is to give the audience the details the facts the foundation of the story yeah except if it's about fucking crime retail and all that and if, if and, and, and if you can fucking sneak in a fucking catalytic converter um you know i add you know that you claim you're not doing an ad for then all, all the men she she does this when it, it caters to the right wing she's all about integrity and all that kind of shit and then she acts like anyone that fucking thinks she's a grifter because okay listen i could go on with the nuance of why i think you're a grifter but it but because i know it won't go anywhere i might as well just call you the fucking grifter because that's what you fucking are and you know you are because you got fucking triggered by a comment in the YouTube section, not a fucking paid. So, like, I understand if somebody paid for a comment and she's reading it and she's reacting to it. She picked a fucking random comment. That's what, how much it bothered her. Even though there's like a bunch of people already fucking chatting. But, but anyways, I'll, I'll carry on with this one. And then just let me do that. And then do whatever you're going to do, okay? But it bothers me when I, when we finish a story and I feel like I haven't done my job in giving the audience the details. You never do okay? your job. The, the facts of what's really going on. The, the actual details of the allegations at, at play. Anyway, whatever. It is look, what it is. Anna's, it is what it is. No, it is what listen, it is. I want to listen, move on. No, look. We should have discussed it earlier and I should have been clearer about it. Anna is right that in the middle of that story, I should have let her finish. Of course. 
But we should have discussed it earlier, and I should have insisted that we not engage in firing the bullets, okay? So the, the debate already buries her. A fake debate is just as good as a real debate. Because it's all about PR. It's all about everybody saying plagiarism 200 times, whether it's justified or not. Justified. He, he's telling the truth about their tactics. But the thing is, is like, he's at a point where, like, he, him and Anna are both crossing over into different fucking sides. And they're looking like they're, like, the most wholesome. They're looking like they're the ones that are going to fight the evil and all that kind of stuff. And it feels very performative. You know what I mean? But he, but, he, but he is telling the truth about the character assassinations. It's just now he's doing it because he, he anticipates that it's going to happen to him because he anticipates that his closet is going to be looked into. And he's going to make it look like uh, that, oh, they did this because I was going after Biden, even though you're not a fucking threat to Biden. Biden. Okay, sorry. Jenks left tricep and fury says, uh-oh, I can feel a fight between mom and dad starting. Yes. Okay, so the, so then this is the final clip. This is like not about Anna and Jang. This is Anna losing her mind right here. Hold on. The awkward and justifiable rage on both sides. I still love my TYT family. Um, yeah. I'm going to read you. a comment. Um, it's not a member. We don't do this. We usually don't read comments from no. random people who are watching the show. But this is from Maria Villa. Because this is a common comment that I see in our chat. And we, it must be true because people keep, uh, you know. To address. So this is what she writes. Anna is auditioning for a mainstream media outlet job. Do you know that I've been offered mainstream media outlet jobs making three, four? She, but she's not going to disclose that she, her and Jane now have become, like, what she's doing, because her next move, whatever she does, she's, whatever her next move is, part of it is going to be having, like, a fake feud or, like, going through her pay that, or how she's unappreciated at TYT when she does leave. Because she definitely is going to leave. She even takes a shot at, like, you know, the pay she gets, whatever. You know what I mean? By insinuating, oh, you think I'd be doing this for 17 years? Well, it's called building up your reps before you end up fucking selling out. And what they're called, people don't have to just classify you as a grifter. We've seen your fucking story. We've seen your fucking takes. She claims in this clip that, oh, you have minor disagreements with me. No, you start disagreements that you make a mountain out of a molehill over a fucking birthing person. And then you're the one that fucking does it in the midst of fucking anti, a lot of normalized anti-trans shit going on. You fucking pick the fucking fight. And then you go, oh, I can't talk to people from the left anymore. They might think I'm right racist maybe because you're doing racist narrative stories and you're pretending that you're a truth teller while you're catering to the right that's what you again with the call you you must you must be getting some type of shadowy payment from it no one incorporates catalytic converters as much as you do only i do because i'm talking about what you're doing I, i'm doing an advertisement for catalytic converters i don't even know whether they're good or not you know five times more money than i'm making here if I were a grifter, I wouldn't be working at TYT for 17 years straight. What matters to me is that you guys leave the show every day knowing all the details, as many details, as many facts of and, the story. And this has to be some self-irony thing because she has stories. She she didn't um, take back her story. She didn't pull, uh, do a retraction for Hassan Minaj's story that she did. She didn't even bother to look at what Hassan Minaj was fucking saying and retracted. She, she, she didn't do that because it wouldn't favor her to her new right-wing fucking audience that pipes her up. So you can make up your mind about how you feel about it. I didn't even share my perspective on that story. I wanted to lay out the story and then share my perspective. I didn't get an opportunity to do that, okay? If disagreeing with me 
on an issue here and there automatically makes you dumb enough to think that I'm a grifter, then you just don't have the brain power to even yeah, absorb this show and the information. See, that's that's how elitist shit, ta shit talking that you fucking do, where you think because you hang out with important people behind the fucking scenes, you want to get in show business so fucking badly. You want to be this fucking character. Of course, that's the only thing you have where, oh, if we don't get Anna Kasparian, we must not have the brain power to understand what she's doing. No, people do have the brain power. They can see why you're a grifter. But the thing is, you take someone making the comment a grifter because, again, there's limited fucking characters in... Uh, I'm sure this woman who called you a grifter, who say you're auditioning for something else, I'm sure she could explain why she actually has stats to prove why she's correct. But you pick that fucking comment to act like you're the one who's, like, being picked on and you have the most integrity that we're sharing with you sometimes they're going to disagree if i were a grifter again i wouldn't be here okay i'd be making millions working somewhere else yeah you, you're gonna get millions let's move on i'm so sick of the grifter comment come up with something a little more unique please maria think for yourself come up with another accusation because clearly that one doesn't hold any water at all Unbelievable, man. Lazy, lazy criticism. So lazy. She's been listening to Jim Cornette. Lazy booking. You know. It's, it's hilarious, too, because Jim, Corn Jim Cornette used to be... Jim Cornette used to make appearances on this fucking show. You know. Which is why I kind of go ahead. Jim Cornette's kind of progressive guy. He's going on independent media but like now it's like it, it makes it even it makes it makes the grift even more fucking clear uh, a bunch of a bunch of countries you know i think like 153 countries fucking all uh want for a ceasefire i mean that's a good fucking thing but it's like you know 18,000 plus are fucking dead and there's still, like, many more that are under rubble or just barely fucking surviving. But, yeah, I guess now calling for a ceasefire is, like, you know... Like, I'm, I'm happy that other countries, and especially Canada, is calling for a fucking ceasefire, right? I, I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad about that. But it's like, you, you guys already know that it's like it's too late for, for, for what's being put in motion. That's like the sad reality to me. Like people keep pointing out that, you know, here's, here's again, people will look at it as a parody because Nick Fuentes is such a goof, whatever. But this is, this is what, I mean, he can pass it off as a joke. But this is 100% what they feel. He's being funded. He met with Trump and Kanye. You know what I mean? Like of society, and specifically among the Jews, so many of the people that are perpetrating the lies and the destruction on the country, they are evildoers. They are people that worship false gods. They are people that practice magic or rituals or whatever. And more than anything, those people need to be, when we take power, they need to be given the death penalty. Straight up. 
if he if he's talking about like if you like he's a, talking about fundamentalists who are in the and it doesn't matter what your background is like you can if if you're part of like the industry as a whole and you're and you're powerful like there's like like you know fucked up things that people do you can be a Jewish guy you can be a Muslim guy you can be a Muslim woman you can be a Muslim uh, you can be a Jewish woman you can be you know uh, you know a, a gay person you can be a black person you can like different delegation people have that but the but like even though he people will say that he's talking about those people and not regular people the regular people from these situations are the ones that are going to get get the punishment that they're fucking aspiring to um inflict on the world basically and i'm far more concerned about that than i am about even non-white people or mass migration these people that are that are communing with demons and engaging in this sort of witchcraft and stuff, and these people that are suppressing the name Christ. The, the funny thing is, all these Satan worshippers that he's referring to are all fucking conservative fundamentalists. But you know what I mean? Because it's like you know, um, but but because like you you think that all oh, look because they pretend to be liberal. You know what I mean? Because they make it seem like because uh, far right Christians only believe in like you know God and Jesus Christ. Right, that's like a, that's a front. They act they, like like they, they, those people are actually like worshippers of Satan. See, the, the thing is, when it comes to like Satanism, Luciferianism, occultism, and all that, like like I I dived into it too fucking late, where like a bunch of it is being like you know conf- like everything's being conflated as one basically. Like some people will point out all oh, Satanism, but it'll be something ma- more mainstream. You know what I mean? I and and I again, I'll admit fully that I've I've fallen for that kind of shit. But like you know, but the, but 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 like the right wing is like you know, like you know, like like they'll do it from an anti left, anti fucking you know, like anti freedom type of uh, like you know uh, type of fucking angle where they think that the people who are doing this demonic fucking worshiping of all that type of shit are people who are PC liberal left and they're not fucking Christians, whatever. But like to me, like the the, the far right wing Christian fundamentalism. Like they, they both have it goes hand in hand with the showbiz shit, uh, who run show business and fucking the evangelical fucking nature of like these personalities that are fucking calling for this shit. And suppressing Christianity, they must be absolutely annihilated when we take power. This is God's country. This is Jesus's country. This is not the domain of atheists or devil worshippers or perfidious Jews. This is Christ's country. There is so, and then and Norman Finkelstein also like has been going on rants about the Jewish billionaire class, and and listen, there like, listen, are there powerful fucking people who happen to be Jewish, uh, who happen to be Christian, who happen to be Muslim, and all that kind of stuff? But when you like do it for like you you know like people who are because people who are propping him up and now are very you know anti-Semitic people that are propping propping him up. And I don't know if this is true or not, but he, but again, I always thought that he was like you know a son of a Holocaust person. But apparently, it's not even directly. I, again, like you know, e- even if you lost like any type of member, like indirectly, whatever, I still think you know that's a fucking tragedy. So I, I wouldn't be again. I, I I don't know if that's just an accusation, or whatever, and all that. But like you know, but but that makes it even more sadder that if he had like you know if he had people in his family that that you know that were um you know taken out by the Holocaust and all that kind of shit. What the call like he's like going in a more fucking right wing direction by like being more pro Putin. You know what I mean? Who doesn't ha- who's tied with the fundamentalists in the U.S. 
but they but but they only criticize. See, this is what the problem with criticizing um, each president because now it's like, oh, this is happening under Biden, even though the overall system is a right wing fucking system designed to do like what it's doing. It just it, now it's like, okay, we're gonna have no choice but to fucking go with Trump. Which is why like, guys like Jimmy Dore are fucking claiming that, oh, Trump will take care of Netanyahu if Trump gets back into office. He's now defending Alex Jones. Here's the thing about that whole, like, the whole Sandy Hook thing, right? Because the, the, the narrative online is that Alex Jones has been right about certain things, and he has gotten some things right. But that doesn't mean because he's like a fucking truth. It's like like all the all the stuff that built him up. It was like he was an insider designed to put out some truths going on. But he was always designed to lead people more into the fundamentalist type of deal. Like taking advantage. Like for example, if he talked about race, for example, right? Like, and this is like in two thousand eleven, two thousand thirteen. He would make it seem because, like, in the, in, the, in, the, in the establishment, like, the mainstream establishment, the racism angle gets, like, limited, even though, like, there is racism. Guys like Alex Jones and deny because, like, it's limited in the fucking, you know, because it's not like, completely genuine in the, you know, in the, in, the, in the mainstream representation of the conversation or whatever. He thinks automatically that means that there's no racism at all, at all. Like, and, and, you know what I mean? And, and that was like, and, and, and when I, and again, when I was falling into propaganda, that would always be one thing where, like, even though I didn't have all the fucking knowledge of the systemic fucking shit, whatever, I, I fucking, I, I, just something about, like, Opie and Anthony's pipeline of comedians and Alex Jones type who deny racism, like, you know what I mean? And they're so hell-bent on doing it, and then they would fucking act a little bit more fucking racist. You'd be like, you know, like, there's something not, like, you know, because again, if you felt like, okay, and you don't have the backup with information you're not like prepared for it and they're pointing out crime stats and they're pointing out um um you know iq like you know uh, iq shit and you're like well this is all science-based basically and then you're like oh shit i can't argue with this but this sounds racist but maybe i'm the one that's overreacting and you know and i'm i can't handle that you know there's stuff that just that you know that that you know. like for example if you're showing me crime stats and you're you know pretending you're smarter than everybody then I'm like, oh shit! I guess you know black people do commit more crime. But then you find that you know, but then I, but then e- even if that like you know, officially you can prove that true, but then there's other people in the fucking system that are fucking white, who get away with a lot more. Like mean that like you only count, like, you know, uh, like you know people re- regular citizens who commit crimes, and put that shit there. But you won't count the many war crimes or other crimes that other people with power have fucking done. If you're going to analyze it that way, then I'm sure there'll be a lot more people um, in the upper echelon who are guilty of committing and organizing fucking crimes. But yeah, Alex Jones is back, you know, on, on Twitter. You know, he hasn't really made any official fucking posting like, oh, I think you're a piece of shit type of deal. He's only posting, like, links to, like, his show or other shows that are mentioning him and all that kind of stuff. Nothing really, uh, you know. Um, hold on. 
Hold on. Where's, uh, hold on a second, where's, um, where's the Alex Jones here? <laughs> here we go. So believers in Jones's blatantly false claims would go on to harass and threaten bereft family members, in some cases physically. You can't blame Alex Jones for that. Yeah, you can. Why That's are you like, reporting that? You know, I thought it was why he got kicked off. Why none he of got, this had to do with None of that had to off. do with it. Some of those targeted had to move from their homes. The, you know, we already had... I, I, I know people will, will argue within the fucking, you know, the kayfabe rules about, well, you see, Twitter is a private company, and they don't have... Like, even though you can point at Alex Jones and the fucking grifter, that, like, that limited argument helps, like, you know, guys like Jimmy Dore, like, get away with, like, you know, them defending him because, you know, because, because like, you know, like, uh, bad faith fucking liberals are the ones calling for it. Even though this whole thing, like, people, like, has Alex Jones not been talked about since he's been banned? Has he not been on any platforms at all whatsoever? Has he not been able to get any fucking traction whatsoever? Is he actually paying for the consequences of what he fucking did? No. He's, he's just going to make it look that way. So, so, so now because Jimmy Dore is the one fucking, you know, uh, vouching for Alex Jones, that must mean he's an underground fucking figure who needs all the defense at all whatsoever. If Alex Jones was breaking a law, wait, there's already... See, again, whenever you talk about what celebrities, what these people do, you got to say it's inciting um, that, like, to make it official, even though, like, people will argue circles around it because you're like, oh, he can't control what people do, but what if he actually has a fucking cult that he actually specifically pays to go and do shit? Like how every other powerful fucking, you know, public figure who's above the fucking law doesn't play by the average fucking rules. He could definitely have people go and fucking harass these people. He could organize that type of shit. See, this is why fucking, again, this is just my interpretation, but when the left fucking argues with Jimmy Dore, they gotta, uh, like, do it in a limited way where it makes it look like they're the ones who have more nuance in the conversation. And maybe that's by fucking design. Maybe they want people to keep falling for more right-wing fucking shit. And again, fine, if you're not convinced about Jimmy Dore, you know, defending Alex Jones as a serious thing, he's now having the QAnon shaman on. He's, like, kissing his ass, willing to do fucking shows for the fucking guy to help him with his fucking, you know, with, like, just to help him out with legal fees and all that kind of shit. So you're basically um, backing up a sports entertainment, uh, you know, uh, a sports entertainment insurrectionist, who, you know what I mean, by making it look like, you know, like, because again, if, if there's anything fishy, okay, and I, this is why I, I didn't poo-poo on any, like, conspiratorial, like, uh, like, any conspiratorial nature about the Sandy Hook thing. I'm not a believer of, like, people faking, like, again, even though I think powerful people can organize and are funded, by, funded enough to fake their fucking death, I don't think innocent fucking kids fake their fucking death. Like, I don't think that, I, I think that, you know, the, 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 like, if, even if it's organized, I do think the fucking powerful in this country will, don't mind fucking, you know, um, people getting gunned down. 
because they knew they had the fucking narrative by the alt media that was rising up to basically realize, and the underground factions to realize that, oh, um, because, uh, because, because whatever these shootings happen, the most that the liberals are going to be doing, and it's, it's not even a bad thing calling for gun control, but because the right wing have already predicted that that's all they're going to focus on and, and they want to take away all your guns, people automatically think that calling for gun control, common sense gun law, is a big fucking agenda. It's, it's, it's like they, it's like they got the fucking uh, the blueprint of where it was gonna go and they got ahead of it because whenever these shootings happen gun sales fucking do increase I don't know so much so uh, as much anymore but like you know but, but, but that was the case the last 10 years or so it's like Alex Jones so to me it's like because it's a right-wing trajectory system, they could definitely fucking organize for an agenda to make it seem like they're coming for your fucking guns. But the thing is, if there's something fishy about this, it's going to be designed for Alex Jones to look like he wasn't as wrong um, about certain things, whatever. And that's what I'm worried about. That's why I hate when people poo-poo on the fucking overall conspiratorial nature shit. Because you're helping the right wing win. Right now, they're taking the L's, and anyone who um, parrots, you know, false, I mean, apparently false flag, all, again, like, I never took false flag as, uh, I mean, that the event never fucking happened. And, and then when they talk about crisis actors, they always make it seem like the people who got killed are the crisis actors. Crisis actors could be different factions sending their people into, like, uh, in, into the news narrative because everyone's, uh, different factions are fighting for narrative. So you send your fucking, like, some of, them, some of them will be genuine, but, like, some of them will fucking, you know, be there for different fucking alt-media people to go, oh, you see the mainstream media never focus on this guy. Uh, police enforcement for that. There's already states' attorneys in every state. Why didn't they go ahead and put him and take him, uh, put him in jail for that? If he was breaking the law and he was going against the First Amendment, either he's breaking the First Amendment. He, he's acting like what the call like. Oh, if he, if he broke the law officially, like, then they they, they they would go for him. He's like he he pretends to act like he's the smartest one out of everyone because he hangs out with yes men who tell him he's fucking smart. But then at the same time, he, he, he knows that these people do not play by the regular fucking rules. And going outside the bounds of the Constitution, or he isn't. And since when does the press care about grieving pandas? <laughs> Only, uh, only, uh, with Seth Rich, only with Seth Rich. Only with Seth Rich. You could show in front oh, of God, John Seth Rich fucking shit. But then he had, so what they called, uh, you know, he, he, this is a Kimish Kimishu. All ancient sites, a... sacred sites, pyramids, obelisks, temples, medicine wheels, they're all built on these ley lines. And these ley lines are electromagnetic lines. They surround the earth. They go all the way down to the... Kudos, Sh Shaman kind of looks like Alan Angels a little bit. Or, and there's but when he doesn't have the gimmick the shit on. Where on the crust, they cross one another, and that's where these sacred sites have been placed. So uh, Washington, D.C. is one of these sites where these buildings, you know, the Capitol, the White House, the Supreme Court, see, the Pentagon. See, the see, see, the thing is, I'm not saying I'm buying all the, all the angles, but if you're telling me that different places in this world, like, you know, and, and, and we're more advanced than we are, and there's, like, stuff that's underneath it and all that, like, that could, like, that doesn't have to be a right-wing thing. But, see, see, what I worry about is when, like, they 
they make these statements about stuff that could be proven true in the future? Because if you're telling me that there's t- if there's tunnels in uh, Palestine, you know what I mean? Like even with all the fucking fucked up shit that goes on over, like, you know, that they d- done to that place, and they still have like underground shit, you know, there or whatever, right? Because of Israel building shit, right? How can I not believe that there's underground shit going on? It doesn't mean every every person who has something underground going on means that they're doing completely evil. If, if there's a faction warfare uh, coming to play, I'm sure different factions have different bunkers and different fucking things because they're preparing for a fucking civil war. But when you have people on the liberal side deny that any conspiracy at all is proven, you know, like, this is the kind of stuff that helps them, win, even if it sounds, sounds like, like, the thing is, you can't say that any of this sounds fucking weird when our entire fucking discourse that we wake up to every fucking day is weird fucking shit. And I get sick of fucking people who, like, claim... Like, and I, there's a lot, like... Because some of these people, I don't even think they're, they're actually on the left. But the ones that, like, poo-poo on any conspiracy... It's like, you guys, like, hype up a bunch of fucking people... In, like, the politics game... And then they end up being disappointments. And, and, the, and the list is piling up. So, like, if you don't take me seriously... Because I have conspiratorial thinking... And it doesn't align with your fucking, you know... Smart fucking brain that you have to show off... Somehow you can't convince people to go on your fucking side. Then, like, you know, like, you know, what to call, like, I, I, I just, I just feel like there's elements of fucking truth. That, and the reason why I'm pointing that there's elements of truth, because if there is elements of truth being proven, they're the ones who are going to take credit for everything. And these people, like, this guy's, like, even if he's telling the truth about something being underground or whatever, he's still a bad faith fucking actor. He just, you know, um, it, it just because now if you just generally just hate the guy blindly, then you'll be like, oh, you see, but people don't understand his real genius of what he's trying to tell you. And I'm telling you, he's a bad faith fucking actor. If you don't want to believe me, that's fine too. You want to believe him, go ahead. If you want to fucking dismiss me because I'm conspiratorial, then fucking go ahead as well. You know what I mean? Most of you do already. Somehow you still fucking listen to me though for some odd reason. I, I, I don't get it. Again, anything that I think is conspiratorial, I say is conspiratorial. I can, can I prove this? Do I have documents? Do I have any proof? No, I just go off hunches. You know what I mean? And, and again, I'm not expecting anyone who listens to me. Who, like, don't, like, go look at official narratives. You know what I mean? Go listen, go listen to other fucking people that have fucking narratives as well. You know, I'm going to explain it a lot better, a little, you know, explain, like, the rules better. Even though I'm looking at, I'm looking at it from my point of view of, like, the overall rules that fucking run shit. You know what I mean? Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, they're all built on ley lines. Really? And so if there's going to be... I don't even know if this is true or not, you know what I mean? Lines, it's my shamanic duty to be there and ensure the highest possible frequencies are plugged into the grid. And, you know, I also have other, like, political reasons for going as well. Um, in my opinion, there has been a long string of abuses that have not been redressed by the government. Uh, for example, the Federal Reserve, the IRS, the debt-based currency... Um, you know, the Tuskegee experiments, the radiation experiments, JFK's assassination. But, but like, all, all this shit is, like, run by a right-wing trajectory system, and they, they, they take advantage of who's, like, in charge now. And that's, like, the biggest fucking issue that a lot of people in, the, in like, the mainstream media establishment fucking, you know, figures and all that kind of shit, and people in the alt media have focused on when you could focus on the system being a right-wing trajectory fucking system. 
but they but but their goal is to get Trump to be the final form of it because he's supposed to be the quote unquote the 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 grand poobah of all this. I mean, the list goes on and on, all the way on up to 33,000 emails being deleted, no prosecution, Uranium One, Benghazi, um, I mean, the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax for four years with no apology, no, you know, justice. And then there's things like, you know, uh, COVID. And then there's things like the lockdowns and the riots for over 200 days. No, like 90 to 95% of the charges were dropped on, federal charges were dropped on those rioters. And then there's the Hunter Biden... Le- and, then, and, and, and that was designed to make it seem like the system is favoring, you know, minorities. And, and some of those people that, like, you know, who might be guilty of doing some more damage could have been funded by right-wingers. You know what I mean? They can get people from different groups to fucking do it, to make the movements look fucking bad and make it look like it's favoring them. Because at the end of the day, it helps the white supremacist side. Because you compare Black Lives Matter to the fucking insurrection or what they want presented in the insurrection, they look at the fucking comedy fucking segments. Not that, like, there's people attacking other fucking people. They don't focus on that part. Or if they do look at that part, they make it seem like it was framed on Trump supporters. And and then, of course, people on the left pretend like, you know, that isn't... I, mean, I, I don't want to listen to this guy anymore. This guy's boring. It, it just represents Jimmy Jimmy Dore is like, you know... Uh, like, this is Jimmy Dore's like after they do stand-up. I would, um... I'm... I'm really thrilled that you decided to come on the show today, and I'm glad that you made yourself available to our audience. You are the exact opposite of what the corporate billionaire-owned media yeah. and the deep state wanted to present. Uh, yeah, and you're saying this on Rumble, um, you know, owned by a fucking billionaire. But of course, Jimmy Dore has to say that because then it makes it... Because again, if Jimmy Dore just said he's another establishment fucking guy, Jimmy Dore is fucking boring. That's the only thing that's interesting about him right now. It's certainly not fucking Kurt Metzger with his fucking bulged out fucking eyes. I, I, again, with a club, Jimmy Dore can make shitty fucking jokes and I'll keep making my shitty jokes. I personally think that fucking, you know, Kurt Metzger has dead hookers in his, in his backyard. You know what I mean? I, I you know, I, I really do believe that, you know. He's literally the type of guy that will fucking, you know, choke, ch- choke, you know, sex workers. He just, he just has that vibe to him you as and you seem like someone that i would like to get to know better because i feel like oh, i could learn a lot from you and um he he I'd has like to, he has to be this is why I, I i'm hoping that a lot of these guys who are you know ha- had to compromise themselves are making this so fucking obvious because this is such an easy way like you know what i mean like, like, like for all i know jimmy Dore could be getting off on the fact that people are dunking on him because he knows transparently that, that like you know he has to play it this fucking way now he'll keep denying that you know he's a compromise at all if you if you do you do fundraisers because I would definitely come to Arizona and and do a show for and to donate the pro- proceeds from that show to your Just give him a hand job while, while you're at it next something man. like that because I'd like to do that let him carry possible. on his back to the next insurrection maybe I don't know I'll be I'll be back. You know, it's six fifty p.m. I'm probably not gonna watch again. I haven't done the Raw or NXT recaps. 
right? I've already done the deadline recap, whatever, you know, early early on in the in the in the well in the in the early on the night, you know, in like you know like around like two a.m. or so. I I might have to like you know keep that. You know, I'll probably come back with this. You know, maybe this. Maybe I I'll just do the SmackDown Raw recap for the next podcast and just do the discourse. It may it'll make it much fucking easier for me. I'm gonna be covering wrestling discourse in a bit, but you know, um, I don't know, man. Give me a minute. I'll be back in one minute, man. This is like already a fucking like two hour fucking po- two hour or so podcast. Or no, I, I think the recap was like under like like under an hour. I think I don't know. But either way, I'll be back. Okay, seven forty-seven a.m. Uh, p.m. Sorry. Um. So yeah, I, I can uh, go to other stuff that was in the discourse. Try to go over as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. So a- another thing that fucking pisses me off is that um, people like you know, um, people think that the, by calling out like uh, you know, uh, say McCarthy or Tucker Carlson, for example, because they grovel to Trump or like they praise him. And, like, people know... I, I, I forget if McCarthy, like, in the leaked emails or text, whatever, really hates him or whatnot. I can't remember. But I know Tucker Carlson has been someone that su- su- uh, supposedly does not like Trump, right? Even though the stuff that... Again, all the stuff that is, like, you know, leaking out is, like, designed because it's part of the storyline. So, th- so like... So, again, like, they are hypocrites and liars, right? But they're making it seem like, oh, you see, deep down, he doesn't really like Trump. So there's like a, it, they make it seem like there's like still like some good in Tucker Carlson that we know that he really hates him, but he, in my personal opinion, the leak stuff is basically them catering to the internet by making it seem like they hate that, that he hates him, but they actually are all on the same page because they all want to fucking aspire for the world that they fucking want. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that nonsense of, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson not, um, you know, like, like, like he, either way, he's gonna be on the guy's side. He's clearly like showing up to UFC events with them. He's interviewing him because, like, you know what I mean. But everyone thinks that. The stuff that, you know, people will consume in the news is 100% real. Because people are coming... Other sports entertainer, political uh, commentators are talking about this, so it must mean it's 100% fucking true because the mainstream media does it in a watered-down fucking way. That's how I fucking look at it. But what this represents, the reason why they're groveling, because they know, again, if, if Trump didn't have any chance of having power or anything like that, these people would, he wouldn't have any support, he wouldn't have any cosigns. The fact that, like, he lost and he's supposed to disappear, it was never supposed to happen. You know what I mean? There's a reason why they're rooting for him, not because, you know. 
And I and I, I, I wish whatever, like, I think is happening isn't going to happen. Like, I really hope there is a counter to what fucking fascist shit is going to fucking happen. But I also can't live in this reality where I think, oh, my God, they're going to get Donald Trump. Oh, my God, he was going to do some crazy shit. No, it's, it's even ten times scarier than that. And, of course, everything has to be levitated off of fucking comedy. You know, that, that's why we need the d- 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 discourse about fucking... And like, okay, here's a comedy thing that I, I bet will happen. Tucker Carlson's claiming to have his own news network type of deal, right? It's like basically a Patreon, essentially. I bet you any money to, to promote it, people are going to be going, okay, we're going to promote it, but we're going to point out how it's been doing horrible or some shit like that. Maybe it'll do well, but I'm sure since everything is supposed to be amplified, like Tucker Carlson's killing it, that's why I compare Tucker Carlson to CM Punk, because Tucker Carlson's fan base will fucking act like, oh my god, he's like getting all these views, 18 million fucking views. It's like, I can bet he's getting a lot of views on social media and being shared everywhere and all that kind of stuff, but officially, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all amped, it's, it's, amp, it's amplified up. Just like I believe CM Punk's merch sales, or any pushed person like a Roman Reigns or a John Cena, their merch sales get fucking, you know, put up, you know, uh, and amplified. You know what I mean? CM Punk's getting his main event pushed now, so now he has to make it look like he's making a fucking difference, even though it's designed to be that fucking way. Not that he's doing it solely on himself. But people don't want to admit they're rooting for um, somebody that was co-picked by the fucking, co-signed by the establishment. Even if he had to go through some of the shit that he went through. You know. How would we talk about how a 17-year-old passes... Again, this is how sports entertainment we are. A 17-year-old passes his bar exam... And I'm, I'm sure there's, like, a legal way for him to do that that, like, I don't know about, whatever, because I don't know all the rules. But you just see, like, the rules are random. So now with this guy becoming part of the... Di- so since there's a news story about him, that means he's designed to be a, a sports entertainer. So now it's whether, like, will he be a right-wing sports entertainer or a, or a liberal sports entertainer? Like, will, like, he be put in Congress because he's representing somebody or he's going to be grilled by someone in Congress and there's, like, a 17-year-old, like, a Sheldon Cooper is like schooling some of the fucking people who are in Congress or does he become one of Trump's representation and we get the parody and the visual of a 17 year old basically representing Trump the president like you can't like again the, the, the goal is to do Mad Libs with a reality show twist basically a 17 year old so you know what I mean okay, so now that there's a new story about it I always feel like once they do a new story about you, you you're gonna become a discourse character. You know, I don't, I don't know. And then we have, like, you know, again, this is not to say that this isn't a concerning thing, but, like, because um, to show you 
what what the future entails with like uh you know the, the anti-abortion shit we're gonna have like a you know a person that's going through it but it's gonna be used for the sports entertainment element of like making it symbolism of what's to fucking come essentially like it's happening but like whenever they prop it up it's like supposed to be an organized storyline and she's good like she's doing the stuff that like i'm not saying oh she's not actually leaving the state no she's actually leaving the state but that's how exploitative this world is they preview it first in the form of reality show sports entertainment and then it's gonna happen to regular fucking people where they have to go through that I, uh, from what I can understand, cause I, I, again, I don't understand every single fucking thing. She wanted to have an abortion. Uh, Paxton fucking stopped it, so, so they, they basically couldn't. They, they wouldn't permit an abortion. So now she's gonna leave the state. Now, from what I don't understand, does she have to leave the state to like, like, you know, live somewhere else now, and she's not welcome back, or does she gonna? Leave? I mean, e- even if she's just leaving the state for an abortion, it's still pretty fucked up. You know what I mean? And what makes it what makes it even worse is that she this is happening to her, and they're propping her up for this storyline, so it can be like a, a teachable moment for what's to come in the, in the future for regular fucking people that exist. Not that she isn't a regular person, and that I'm just saying that once you get propped up in the discourse, it's like you're play it's like you're supposed to play the reality show representation of it. And then there's argument. I mean, there's a right wing argument now about how like porn can make you gay, or whatever. Listen, what they're called. I I know these people who 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 do that shit and say that shit. They're doing it to weaponize against like you know like sex workers or to weaponize against uh you know uh like weapon against against the LGBTQ whatever and all that. The the thing is, but stuff that you consume if you're an impressionable um you know uh like person. Like, and this is, and, and again, this is, again, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and fucking just focus on porn or anything like that. I'm going to focus on, like, okay, if you're going to tell me that that can sway people, and I'll, I'll bite, I'll say that maybe impressionable shit, whatever, because, again, because again there's people who, you know, uh, like, for example, the, the, the industries, like, in all forms, in all delegations, right, they have the, the different delegations, I'm not saying all the delegation members are all conservative, but there's conservative elements of them, like, wanting to, like, you know, manipulate with with, with art or whatever the fuck it is, or, like, with what you consume, so that's how people can be trained to become racist. Like, if I had a kid, and with a cold, I had to worry that, like, he might just end up fucking gay because he may have seen, like, gay porn or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I, I, I would, I, I would, I would rather, I would rather that than him, him or she growing up to be like be trained to be and groomed to be a racist or be a fucking misogynist. Now, if you want to talk about predatory shit in the in the industry itself, of of people initiating people and converting them in in uh, like you know by turning them out and shit like that, that happens in all entertainment forms. Especially porn. That doesn't mean that I want porn banned or I think that, like, all, like, as long as what everyone's doing is consensual, there's no exploitation going on, and they're doing it, like, you know, under their own volition, I have no fucking issue. But because I know that people are forced into doing shit in the industry, they make it seem like it, it, it's under the, and this is why the right wing can attack it, because if there are sensationalist stories that are fucking true about somebody being initiated or, 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 or being turned out, whatever, and all that kind of shit, what's it called? Then, like, they'll use that to... But the thing is, the entertainment industries are also conservative. 
But see, but see again when you label entertainment liberal, because it seems like oh, like you know, like liberation and all that kind of stuff. It's like false liberation. Like I'm not saying that, that, that you know, like having sex and all that kind of stuff isn't beautiful, and, it can, and, and, and I'm not saying it's not liberating. It, you know, especially if you're do if, if you're doing it like um under your own free will and all that kind of shit. But like there are people that fucking do kind of uh, you know in the industry do become predators in that way, and you see the overall pattern of it. So th- that so and so because it's like labeled under like liberal. You, you you think it is whatever you think conservative is only trying to cover but there's like edgelord conservator like uh, fundamentalism where they make it seem like you know they're for the liberation but like they're putting pressure on women or men to get sexual or act certain ways doesn't even have to be sexual you can be compromised mentally and physically in other dangerous forms basically but they but, but they use this to weaponize against gay people you know what I mean and they'll have sensationalist fucking stories and shit like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I got so much shit to fucking cover, man. But the, so, so going with the, the whole thing about how, you know, Christians feel fucking targeted, um, you know, B- B- Biden, you know, again, with the cult, because he just blindly says, conser- again, I didn't see the full fucking article. All I see is representation of it on a conspiracy subreddit. And it's always like, sometimes it can be like somebody putting, like posting to a tweet, which go, somehow is supposed to prove, like, it's like no articles linked whatsoever, right? And then sometimes they'll post to an article and there'll be like a fringe, like, website, like, you know, like, Fire Truth, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Truth in the Woods or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, The Daily Caduceus, I don't know, I don't, I'm, I'm copying off Sopranos now. Caduce. I, I don't know what Carmela said, but she bragged about Meadows' thing work being. Uh, from what I can understand, so I can't under- say the word properly, or I, I didn't hear the word properly. But she goes uh, that um, Meadow M- Meadows uh, um, something was published in the Daily Caduceus or something like that. And it, 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 it just like I think it's like it's like a mockery. It's like a mockery of, like of uh, how like you know pretentious couples like you know um, brag about their you know kid like you know getting any kind of publishment. I don't know. I don't know why I went on that tangent, but whatever, who gives a shit? Who's listening? Except for my haters who fucking hate my fucking guts. Who fucking have to, like, you know, like, everything I... Any, like, misstep, any stutter, they're analyzing it, they're isolating it, you know what I mean? They're... They jerk off to it while they fucking, you know... But, so, apparently, like, okay, so, I, I did look it up, and it is, like, a thing where, like, it, like they misrepresent, they're like, oh, Biden doesn't want Christians uh, adopting, huh? They, they, it's, like, they, they, again, whether Biden is just talking about, whether, again, it's not even really Biden, it's, it's like, the system, whatever. But 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 whether it's, uh, you know, uh, um, like, like you know, um, like, like, to me, from what I can read from the, uh, from the official articles, was that, like, they're going to restrict... Adopting, if like like uh, from 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 Christian households, to to protect people of L- like who are LGBTQ basically, 
because, you know what I mean, because, like, you know, some of them, because there's probably been a history of, of, like, you know, some of these people having fundamentalist beliefs. It doesn't mean it's all fucking Christians, but the fact that they just labeled all, only Christians doing this, um, is, is a way to make it seem more like they're targeting Christians. Even though, like, I don't think the thing is, tar- it's specifically targeting, like, I'm sure if you're a good, good-hearted Christian and doesn't have problematic fucking homophobic, racist fucking views and all that kind of shit, I'm sure you can adopt. I'm sure it's, like, for the extreme, but they're making it seem like, of course, you know. You know, I don't know. Apparently, um, you know, um, Mar-a-Lago, a witness, uh, from, again, I, I can't keep up with all the cases, man. It's, it's, it's like, uh, every Trump case is like a different television show. It's like, C- it's like CSI, Law and Order type of shit, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things, you can't keep up with all these fucking things. It's like, Jesus, I, I stopped watching a movies and television, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, catching up with all, like, the latest of that, because there's just too much to keep up with, with fucking spinoffs, and it's like, I'm getting all of that within the fucking discourse, which I thought would be easier to fucking take in, you know, and then there's some people who just watch the movies and television shows and all that type of shit, so, I mean, listen, of course, in this, in this case, whatever's happening, like in in the in the in the midst midst of this, whether it's Jack Smith going, well, I'm going to go to the Supreme Court to uh, like, like from again, and I'm not presenting the story in its full thing. I'm just giving a brief opinion. You can go look up these stories and see how wrong or how right I am, whatever. I'm just trying to go over shit quickly, but I just look at these stories that are presented, and I might not like know every specific fucking thing, but I just give my interpretation of why we're seeing it in the discourse. Unless anyone thinks like, you know, oh, he's trying to act like he's an expert. Because you, you, you dare have your own opinion. You dare, like, not have to... Like, for example, like, I know there's a bunch of people who go, oh, I'm a free thinker. And then they start, like, regurgitating fucking, you know, funded talking points online. And I'm not saying I haven't been one of those guys either. Like, I, I like to think of myself as someone that tries to think for himself. But I think in my case, I actually do try my best to think for my fucking self. Because I recognize that every avenue online, whether in the alt media, the mainstream media, whatever I'm consuming, even people I fucking know, there's always an agenda at play. Because they know where the overall story is going, where the direction is. I have to fucking always justify why I have to have the opinion that I have. I feel I have to because people don't think I've earned the right to have my own fucking opinion with everything that I fucking dealt with. And because a lot of these people want to diminish anything that I've been through. Because it didn't didn't exist or it's it's, it's more mental torment. And for some reason, mental torment, uh, organized mental, orchestrated mental torment doesn't fucking count in the fucking, in the the list of fucking things that matter. Only until it becomes convenient. And the the more I mention that it will become convenient so the people who are also behind it get a part of some documentary so they can shine. And, oh, I'm going to be the heel. I'm going to, I've always wanted to be the heel because I've been palling around with Vince McMahon. What they call, I, I understand that. They, they can't wait for it. The more I mention that, the more they prolong my quote-unquote vindication, which won't even be vindication because they'll find another way to make me self-destruct because that's the fucking goal of it. I'm not supposed to ever find peace.
I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just getting tired of all this shit. Oh my god, can you believe that Trump may have tampered with a witness? Yeah, it's like, yeah, the guy's a fucking criminal. He's already committed the fucking crimes. Like, I mean, that's like the that's like standard of what I thought he would probably fucking do. But and then I'm supposed to be oh, but isn't hypocritical? They always say that uh, you know, the Democrats because again when Maxine Waters said they need a guilty verdict, people took that as like the biggest fucking thing on the planet. And, uh, you know, and what the cold, I'm support. And again, like Maxine Waters was speaking like she knows that like the right wing would also be doing the exact same thing. But hers is on camera. So it makes it look like the Democrats are the ones that are trying to uh, get a fucking, you know, a, a, a guilty verdict. But I can assume that kind of conversation happened throughout the history of the fucking throughout the history of the Western fucking world with for right wing causes. Like, it's like, even the right-wing grifters are, like, like coming up with a bottom... It's like, it's like now you're so committed to having to promote these, like, you know, like, for example, like, for example I don't see why anyone on the, like, again, call out, but, like, doing whole segments on, like, Matt Walsh talking about, like, he is better to have one arm than be a gay parent, like... It's like, at the, at the same time, like, you are constantly advertising a bad faith actor who's not going to go anywhere, and there's no consequences, so all it is really is promoting him. And I, and I said, you, you, you got to call it out, but you don't got to, I, I feel like people don't got to focus, like, and make, like, like, 20, 30 minutes about, like, oh, each point when Matt, again, you could, you, you could just explain what his goal is to do right now, but then the thing is, other cogs are going at other cogs, so they have to do sports entertainment, and they have to cover everything that fucking Matt Walsh or what fucking Steven Crowder do. So yeah, so Jack Smith says he's gonna go. To, he's gonna go to the Supreme Court to see if Trump's immunity claims of like he he again. It's like the Supreme Court has Trump loyalists on there as well. You know what I mean? Like like whether they say okay, no, Trump is actually wrong, or no, there's gonna be a big controversy that you know. Let me guess. Uh, who who uh, what's his name? Uh, Clarence Thomas will be the one that like you know defends Trump, and we'll be all shocked. You know. Periodic reminder, yet, you know, uh, his wife uh, tried to help overturn the election and all that. Not saying you shouldn't point it out. I'm just saying it just goes in that fucking routine. I'm, I, I just notice the patterns. Am I not allowed to notice the patterns that illegal too now that, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm a bad guy because, you know, I'm noticing the same fucking patterns playing out. And I tried not to go, okay, well, I see the pattern play out. So now I don't want uh, to get fooled by the next time it could happen. But uh, people, po- polite society wants you to fall for the next con. And if you point out that this could be a con as well, then they, go, they give you dirty looks because it's not convenient for them to mention that it's a con. Yeah, I don't know. And then there was like, again, whenever, like, I, I again, I, I don't buy into a lot of the post left. Whenever there's talk about Ukraine, I don't, I don't believe. Because again, if you're like making excuses for other far right wing people and you're, um, you know, normalizing a lot of more fascist ideas or like um, um, buying into the bad faith of some of the right wing because the people who are liberal are limited. 
You know what I mean? You think, oh, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a provocateur because I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a shit disturber because the Democrats seemingly hate me, even though they probably love you. Because a lot of them are closet Republicans. But it's like, every, like it, it always seems like they exact, they always amplify. Like, okay, fine, if you're mad that what they're called, like, and you're not a pro-Putin pro person or whatever, and you're just a complete anti-war person like you claim, right? I don't see why everyone has to then amplify the numbers of the fucking, of the amount that's going over to Ukraine. And then I also don't like that they, that they, they, they never mention, like, how, like, it's like, you know, like, you know, uh, all the, and how, how, a lot of them, again, did that Sam Bankman-Freeman story show you that the money that was supposed to go to Ukraine was, like, funneled back to the Democrats? So how much money is really going to Ukraine? It, it just seems like a way to make to make it seem like it's going to Ukraine, so people have uh, a hatred for Ukraine. Because if you sell it to regular people, oh look, they're giving all this money away for that. But like you're not disclosing the equipment part or all that kind of shit. Then it's like okay, even if you don't agree with that, whatever. But it's like if you're already gonna mislead me on that, then it's like why should I believe you? I'm not saying I know every single fucking thing, but you know what I mean. And, and, and I know there's Democrats that are fucking like, okay, support Ukraine, but support Israel. So now you're supposed to think that Ukraine is bad because Israel is bad, right? But then at the same time, you know, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's confusing. So then if, if Russia says something that's pro-Palestine, I'm supposed to be, okay, well, I'm pro-Russian now because they're pro-Palestinian. Even though they did the bare minimum and said something nice. Even though they, you know... Putin does like you know like you know um the opposite of what he uh, the opposite of like his like like him being for peace with Pal for Palestine like it, it it doesn't reflect what he has done you know and again I know he hasn't done much as Netanyahu and I'm not saying I'm not saying he did or anything like that but he still did those things I don't understand why that gets fucking oh, because it's not the U S. And then again, you can't. You can't talk to any Western fucking person in the in the media about about the, about the, because again, the, those people don't fucking you know don't fucking acknowledge what the U, what, what the U.S. empire does. You know what I mean? So like, of course, you can't go on the because again, there's some people who probably don't want to go in the mainstream media to talk about the dangers of like let's say Putin because then then you'd have to fucking kiss the American ass. And I, I would want to point out that the fucking fundamentalists in the fucking U.S. Um, you know, the fundamentalist billionaires are probably aligned with Putin. Because, again, they want you, in my personal opinion, they want you to think it's a country versus country aesthetic. Which is going to be in the country versus the country aesthetic. But, like, that's, like, to muddy the fucking waters. Even though it's, like, different fundamentalists are all on the, on the same side to me, in my personal opinion. When they say that this has been a holy war, I understand, I understand, I'm not talking about what happens to civilians... Like should be oh that, well that's just a, what what the war is but there 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 always has been this plan for a holy war to fucking break out because in my personal opinion fundamentalists all run the fucking world and they've always trained us in modern ways to accept this. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just I just get annoyed with it. I'll, I'll start with some celebrity fucking discourse. First of all, um, R.I.P. to, um, hold on, uh, 
was uh, hold on Yeah, R.I.P. to uh, Andre uh, Andre Brogger. I I seen him in a bunch of stuff, but I mean the 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 the, the latest thing that I like oh, the, the the latest thing that I watched of him was uh, in um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know, he was the boss basically, the gay black guy. He was a good character, man. I thought he was like a, a pretty a, a pretty witty character. I, I like the actor, you know what I mean? I see, I, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. It's just like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, he, these actors, like, are always around things, and you can't memorize who they were back then. But then when you start watching them regularly, you're like, oh, yeah, he was in that, in that, in that whatever. I, I never watched the, um, the, like, he was part of a show called Homicide, I think, right? Or is it a movie? I don't know. But apparently he was in that, because I saw Homicide trending, and I'm like, okay, did someone get killed? And I was scared, that, like, when they said that he died, I thought he got killed by a homicide. I mean, it's bad that he died anyways, but I'm just saying, I, you know, I, I would rather natural causes than a fucking homicide. Like, I mean, like, who, who wants to fucking gun down this nice man, you know what I mean? I don't, is he, again, I have to fucking ask the, I'm asking, you know, the, the, the people that are monitoring me, you know what I mean? I, I I understand that no one's gonna answer me. No one's gonna like fill in a poll or give me feedback. But you know, I I, I want to speak hypothetically, I guess. But like, is he a scumbag too? Did he, you know, is he a pro-Israel guy? Did he fucking sexually harass somebody? Well, you know, did, did he do it before I give up? You know what I mean? I I'm, I'm just saying because the 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 people who run the fucking you know the the the, the narratives online they like do this kind of stuff now. You know what I mean? They let you have one day of mourning, but then you go. But did you know? Like I I guess the deal that you, that you know some of these actors probably negotiate. If I did scumbag shit, um, my deal is that you get to talk about it a year after I'm gone, so I don't have to really you know deal with it. You know what I mean? Some people will be, you know, some people get theirs when they're alive to fully deal with, like, the mental consequences of it being in the discourse. Let me see, hold on. Uh, let me see what else he's in. Well, let me see what else. Because I, I want to, because I, I have seen him in other fucking shit. I just want to. Sometimes, like, these people become faces, and then, and then when you watch them, you know. Okay, hold on. City of Angels. Okay, I see the City of Angels. I probably saw him there. Uh, so I'm looking at the movies right now. Passengers. I don't think I've seen him in any of the movies, any of the movies but let me see. See, I, 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 I've seen, see, I, I may have seen him in one of the, because again, sometimes my, my, my uh, mother used to watch Kojak movies. You know what I mean? So I don't know if they're really old ones or the ones from current, but I, I could have sworn maybe I saw them, because again, those are always on, whatever. Uh, maybe I saw him in Jackie Chan Adventures, because I used to watch that sometimes. It was on sometimes. I don't know. I think I saw men of a certain age. 
See, now, I haven't... I, 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 again, how, that show House is one show that I always wanted to go and watch fully. Because time to time, I would see an episode. And I'd be like, yeah, this show's pretty fucking... This show's pretty... It seems pretty fucking good. But the thing is, it's like, I always dread trying to go for network drama shows because not only are there an hour like a sitcom a sitcom or a comedy I can I can I can go for that's kind of why I, I didn't go for the other one that show Fringe I was planning on catching up with that one because I was interested in that show probably getting into the conspiratorial shit but what they're called I you know it's like again a, a, another drama that has like 23 episodes and it's like dude it's like already six seasons in and all that kind of shit um you know I don't know if it's a doc. Um, hold on a second. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Yeah. It is a, so I, I, I. So if I may have seen them in House, you know what I mean? Because I've seen a couple episodes of House, but I, I get. I, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be a complete liar if I said I watched all the House episodes. And of course, you know Brooklyn caught. He was a new girl. Yeah, because I recommend a new girl. Not that I rec- again. I I I didn't even realize that he, I didn't realize right now he was in BoJack Horseman for you know uh, four episodes, as the woodchuck. Yeah, so I I, I mean I, I I guess I've seen the guy like you know on on television here and there you know, before I saw him in Brooklyn Nine Nine. But I don't think I saw him in many movies. Actually, you know, I, I did watch Fantastic Four, but, you know, so I probably saw him in that, too. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. But R.I.P. to the fucking guy, man, you know. Do we know? I mean, every, every, every time I just suspect now since post-pandemic that anyone that dies, it's like, we're going to get a barrage of... Uh, Is there a cause of death yet, or... A brief illness. So yeah, if it's a brief illness and it came out of nowhere when they promote that, then it's like, you know, it's designed for people to start thinking the vaccine... Oh, that will be, like, you know, one of the things that come out eventually, I guess. By the way, you know, what the called... You want to know how we know we're in a fucking very parody-like fucking world? Like, if you need any more proof, if it's the, the ample of proof that, you know, is already out there doesn't improve my theory, right? Even Sopranos gimmick accounts are, like, fully embracing fascism. Now, it, it isn't Sopranos, Socialist Sopranos. I'm sure that guy will become heel soon, maybe. It's like, it's like the, I forget what the account's called, but, like, uh, you know, he says, like, like, you know, he says, like, uh, hold on a second, uh, uh, hold on a second, um, hold on a second, let me see, like, for, like, like, okay, so, uh, I don't know if he, uh, is still tweeting, 
the whole okay now the whole thread's been deleted by what they're called he he says stuff like if somebody like you know shits on one of his like you know his um bigoted beliefs that he puts out it's like every soprano's frame from order so he takes he takes a a picture of every ang like every little camera cut every angle of sopranos i guess you know what i mean that's what he fucking does that's his, like, you know, gimmick, basically. And he gets propped up. I, I don't follow this account. I follow other Soprano-related accounts. I, I don't check, uh, you know, uh, routinely. This guy always... Because the, the, the Socialist Sopranos account is always dunking on this guy. Right? And then, so, what they call, like, he'll say stuff like, you're literally gay, your father... No. It, it, it feels so transparent and so over-the-top that it feels like it has to be a parody. But, like, it wouldn't shock me. Like, for, exa for example, Chris Webby is, like, you know, what? All, all the people I follow, the rapper Chris Webby follows it. There's one post right here that got fucking, uh, I guess, deleted, uh... He says, I'm popular in my... He says, he says, he says, he says he's popular in his community... Says there's no blacks, no gays, no refugees, no Jews. His political opinions are wildly respected in his town, as, as they all sh share the same ideology. And he, he goes, you. He tells the person he's talking to. He goes, you on the other hand won't see fifty as you'll never meet as you'll meet your demise by dying of arse AIDS. And it would be great relief of your father to see him unburdened with the shame and embarrassment you put him through, basically. That's why he fuck you know what I mean like he, he's on like that level, but some of these tweets now have violated the rules. So I think he deleted a bunch of replies. I guess. Some of the insults he does quote the fucking you know like 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 for example for example one of the tweets he put out he's posting about the about the about the um about the hateful conduct he told somebody you make shit music and you're you dress like a Puerto Rican whore you make me sick which is what Philly Tardo fucking said basically but I'm looking at his timeline right now it seems like a lot of the replies are deleted man. Do you, do you know how fucked up you have to be to get some of your, get, like, get violated? Because, yo, there's a lot of people that fucking say shit to me sometimes, and I report uh, some shit, and with the call, like, it's not, it's not, a, it's like, it's not breaking the violations. Yet somebody, yet I say something that's kind of, like, morbid, and I'll get fucking, you know, I'll get, um, uh, emails from, about, about, uh, all concerned, uh, concern my ass. They're trying to get rid of me on, on Twitter. They, they'll find any excuse to do it. That's another reason why they hate that I'm, like, um, like you know, because, like, I'm not, like, like, you know, saying the most irrational shit all the time. Even though I say irrational shit, but it's not, like, venomous as it was, whatever. So, like, you know, I, I, I've been pretty good about that, whatever, and all that kind of shit. Not, but, 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 again, like, no one's really interacting with me. And when they do, you know, I call them fucking intellectual sluts. So I, I, I guess the guy, again, I guess all, all, all of them are gone, basically. But then he, he, he couldn't handle the fact that people are pointing out that Tony Soprano could be gay. 
I don't think he's. I think he could be bisexual. You know what I mean? But I think again, I, I never, I never knew when Tony Soprano was arrested because I thought when he got arrested uh, in, uh, you know, um, in 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 the second season, I thought that's what he was referring to when uh, when Melfi when Melfi was uh, talking about talking about talking about him right um, to him about it. Because the only other time that he we saw him in jail was when it was after that. Uh, Time that they're talking about Vito's in season six B, where the first episode of six B, he's in 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 he's in the a uh, uh, holding cell for a bit. But I don't know if he went to jail when he was younger or anything like that. I don't know if he went there for a bit, whatever. Um, but with the call, like I think it's supposed to imply that he may have had sex in prison, maybe. Um, but you know. I, even if he didn't, I feel I still think that it, it's, it's now that now that I look watch multiple rewatches, and you know the way that David Chase places the camera to focus on certain things when he needs to when they're talking about Billy Budd and they're focusing on him, and they're and, and the part where it goes that uh you know a, a box in the military context and Tony has referred to themselves as soldiers right so so it's like the mafia is like a military context. Uh, of a of of a closeted boss that picks on you know the the you know the innocent sailor, and I guess like the closest to innocent sailor would probably be Chrissy. And they're, and they're not even really related, right? So it's Carmela's cousin. So you know what I mean. So like, not like he's doing incest. Like he wants to fuck his own cousin. You know what I mean? Like his literal cousin. Now if you want to fuck you know Tony B, then it's another fucking story. Will Ferrell got fucking heat, and again, this is one of those those comments where he, you know, again, some so like for example, like he, again, he's like a liberal, right? He says something good, like you know, something like again, I, when you do the generalization, like he goes that oh, women should run the world. I think people, everyone should like everyone should have say like not like just one gender or one race or whatever should run the fucking planet. You know what I mean? Like it should be distributed. Like you know what I mean? You know what I mean? But because like you know, I but you can tell that he's being over. He's being hyperbolic, basically trying to say that like, hey man, like you know, the evil men have ran shit. Maybe it's time for women to start running shit. Whatever. Even though like anyone in power will get fucked up from the power if you like you know because because the, the, there might be some women that be like okay well now all like there might be some extreme women that might think okay all guys now need to pay for for, for stuff that went on you know what i mean like you can point that out but you can also point out that yeah maybe women should have some power and say so you know But of course, people are like, "Oh, Will Will Ferrell hates me." So it's gonna be so again because all these Hollywood people are are gonna go right wing. It's like you get into a fake war with the right wing, kind of in a way, so that people on the left then start taking your side because the right wing is so angry about it. You know what I mean? Because the people on the left will automatically side with you if the right wing is getting angry at you. And then what's gonna end up happening? Then Will Ferrell will be exposed. Of doing creep shit, and then you know, but then it'll be like, oh, you see, all the do-gooders always end up being. I can see the formula of how this stuff runs now, because everyone's supposed to be turning fucking heel.
again, I, I, I don't keep up with all the Kanye news. Like, listen, man, with the call, listen, I, I shouldn't be listening to his music, but, but I'm kind of listening to hip-hop albums. I, I still listen to the music, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, this is the greatest fucking album, you know what I mean? Because, again, I don't think a lot, a lot of his... Like, I, I defended stuff in Yeezus. I defended, like, you know, the 2016, uh, you know, uh, stuff. And this before he went completely unhinged. Even though back then people were saying he was unhinged, but now it's, like, another fucking level where you think he's broken free, but he's being controlled by other fundamentalists, whatever. And it seems like all the people that, like, are at these events with him... Like, for example, like, he, it's, it's, like, just designed for more discourse where people... Where it comes up over the top. Like, for example, the... New joint album, um, that Ty Dolla Sign and uh, Kanye. Again, I didn't know. I, again, I, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I guess Ty Dolla Sign. A lot of people that are aligning with Kanye are going to be on that fundamentalist side. But like their album apparently was done by the artist that, um, um, you know, um, that that uh, that that Hitler liked. Let me see, um... Hold on, uh... But apparently they use the same artwork that... From an artist that Hitler liked, I guess. But then, but at the same time, if you're not, if you're still unsure what he's doing, he certainly came out with the Black Klansman hood. Back in 2013, I thought black skinhead. He was kind of exposing, like you know, people like you know, kind of uh, like you know, co-signing white supremacy or whatever. I guess you know he became that. I guess you know what I mean. While pretending that he's exposing like the liberal, because again the the stuff that he points out that he's been through again, I know you're supposed to fucking hate him, and I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't call him out for what he's doing, but what they call this other stuff that he's saying that he's been through, and again because it seems like he's being free now and he's being condemned now, and he's exposing different fucking people, and he's like an insider who's allowed to do it because he's being protected by other people that are controlling him. It's like, it's, like a, it's like the Dave Chappelle thing going on right now, where Dave Chappelle did that whole, um, that whole speech about, um, you know, the Iceberg Slim shit. And you thought, okay, wow, he's exposing this, and now he's really free from all this. But then now it makes sense where his trajectory has gone, where now he's become, again, like, that story was about him being recruited back into the game for the next part of their agenda, which is now going to the more conservative route. You know, I don't know. It just gets a little bit fucking crazy for me. And then, and then Doja Cat, you know, uh, doesn't want her white fans saying the N word. But it's like, again, I'm I'm with you if you you know what I mean with the cold. But the thing is, is like, 
when you hang out with these kind of people in these group chats. Remember, because again, you know, she was hanging out in these chats. And the thing is, maybe because she's young and impressionable and she's looking for a community online and all that kind of stuff, and she she's not checking for each thing. But then, like, for example, there's the same thing with me on Periscope, where, like, for a good couple of years on that app, I never really interacted with anybody on that app per se. I, I always thought that everyone that was coming in was coming in from Twitter. I didn't know there was a whole community on Periscope. I never really checked it out until then I got suspended on Facebook and Twitter because my trolls were doing it. And then I started looking at fucking Periscope. I got like, oh, the whole community in here. Some people were really fucking cool. I, you know what I mean? And even the people that were cool, that started off fucking cool, my trolls tampered with and would always tell them to kind of like insult me or all that kind of stuff, try to get me to snap in certain ways. And sometimes it would work but sometimes they'll do it to go, oh, look, you see, Hansy only goes crazy on white people. Like, that, that kind of stuff. But when I, when, when I know that people show respect to me fully, and then my trolls fucking start fucking, you know, interacting with with it, and then they start treating me like shit, I, I know that it's being funded by other people to do that. So I'm just saying that, you know, so Georgia Cat may be looking, you know, uh, I don't know if it's purposeful that she went in those chats knowing that some of these people could be like, you know, some of these like, you know, edgelord, edgelord racist types, whatever. But what they're called, like, you know what I mean? Like, you get you like, you, you get comfortable with, like, a community that it seems cool at first, and you're all just joking around, but then you don't know what their real intentions are. It just seems like being in the industry, you get fucking put with those people, and those people are probably the ones propping up her her, her stats and all that kind of shit online, you know, if she, if she chills with them. I don't know how she really feels at her core and all that kind of stuff, but I, I, I'm in agreement with her if she doesn't want... Her, her, uh, you know, the, the, her white fans saying the N word or whatever. But whenever you know you're an artist and you do that, like after, after like letting a bunch of your edge, like the edge lords, fucking, you know, uh, like after you co 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 sign a bunch of like right wing edge lord fucking phrases and all that kind of shit, then they start fucking turning on you. You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden you're an enemy because now you won't let them say the N word. I had again. I I've been keeping up with movies and all that kind of shit. I I I saw leave the world behind because it was being promoted. I fell for the online promotion of it because this one was one of the more obvious predictive programming. So the liber so the, like Jam Jamila Hill, for example, will be like, oh, because Obama produced, it'll be like, oh, Obama's doing some heavy level trolling. No, I mean, yeah, there is some stuff that's heavy level fucking trolling, but there's also stuff that like the overall direction. Of again, I didn't even, again, it was all slow. Basically, I, I don't know, just the Wi-Fi got cut out, like, the, I, I have no idea what Marshall Ali's uh, character was supposed to, like, like, I don't know why they visited the white couple or something like that, I, I didn't know if they owned the B&B the B, the B &B house or the fucking, uh, I, I, I don't know. Basically, just the world was falling apart was what I gathered from it. I wanted to see if I could catch up with some of the predictive programming, because I was getting bored during, during some of it. But God forbid if there's ever, if I, if I live long enough to be where the world fucking goes apart and we're in underground bunkers. And I'm like, one, you know, and, and, the, and one of the last things that I fucking do is watch like the final episode of Friends. I, I didn't deserve to make it that long. I didn't deserve to live like, you know, to, to, that, to that day. Because that's what happened with this fucking movie. The, the, the kid wanted to watch the fucking final episode of Friends. 
And again, I, I like Sam Esmail's um, stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I like Mr. Robot. But I don't know. I think but, but this movie had a predictive program. And then there's another movie coming out in April that's called Civil War, where, like, maybe this movie doesn't even come out. It's just a preview. And, and of course, the, the guy who plays... The guy who plays... Um, uh, you know Jesse Plemons. He play who he play who did he play uh, uh, in Breaking Bad? Uh, what was the name in Breaking Bad? Hold on. Now it's killing me, man. I I I want to before I type it type in his real name. I'm hoping it's coming to you before I write in Breaking Bad. Let me see. He's actually married to Christian Dunst. Oh, he was like originally in Friday Night Lights. I never really watched that. That's another show I wanted to watch. Todd, that was his name, Todd. Yeah, he played Todd. This guy, whatever, <coughs> I haven't been keeping up with everything he's done, but for, for a lot of the role, like, I, I always feel like when, you, you know how I say that when um, you play certain roles, it's like you're designed to be, like, like for example, the guy who played Hank Schrader. Every show that I've seen him in or any role that I've seen him in, like any time that I kind of know, know whether it's a bad sitcom or whatever, he, he, he made an appearance on, uh, on uh, Big Bang Theory where he played like a government official. It's like every movie he has like military or, or like, you know, government fucking uh, type of positions where it makes it feel like it's telling you what his role in real life is. It's, it's kind of like, you know, in different ways, like... Um, when you see the same actors in mafia or like gangster and gangster shows, who always play like background characters, whether it's like in, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's that movie with um, American Hustle? You know what I mean? Like you, you, you so like it's like surprise. Like you see all the same guys in Scorsese movies and mafia movies. It's like it's like it shows you. Who's who's in the who's in a mafia type of delegation? Even though like it's not in like the same way it's being presented on television, it's like the best your status in the role of, of of where you are, in 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 your in your in your life. You get to play a leader at one point. Like for example, like you know, in to represent that Steve Buscemi was in a kind of a leadership role. He got to play the leader leader in uh like a, a in, in a lesser than show than Sopranos. He got to play um in Boardwalk Empire. Like a leader, like you know, he eventually becomes he eventually becomes like a a boss for his own little institution or whatever he does. Because everyone in the Sopranos world is kind of connected, you know what I mean? Like, like it's like the main one that made you, and everyone that goes through that fucking you know um, institution, then gets to like you know like it, it helps start a lot of people's careers. <clears throat> you know, they're always kept like you know. So that movie is coming out. And then the, one of the characters said something about white people, like, you know, like the, the black characters didn't uh, talk about white people, but because they generalized. So, you know, um... So, but, but now it's become the mainstream, uh, again, th th this isn't me saying, oh, finally the internet is uh, is being proven right. No, no, no. This is the new mainstream narrative now that predictive programming does exist. 
That's why I'm saying, even with The Rock, like, potentially running for president, like, that's like, like, the, the, like they do the predictive programming so obvious now. Like, that was, like, one of the worst attempts at making it... Like, it was supposed to be an obvious one, but you need a representation of it being predictive programming so it can be used to then, you know... But between Civil War and this movie of, like, leave the world behind where things are getting out of control or whatever, like... I can't even tell you what the fucking leave the world behind, man. It's just... It, the, the, I saw... J, 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 um, I saw Julia Roberts dancing to that... Step back and take it kind of slow. I started to kind of that with Marshall Ali. It was like one of the cringiest fucking scenes on the planet. And I think it was supposed to also be cringy, but the Obama's produced it. So people on the right wing think that this is Obama's, Obama's warning of what he wants to do. But I think it's like the, a warning of what's to come in general. So, that, so, so now, like, you know, it, it makes it seem like, you know, but, um,. But it's, it's one of the more obvious ones, so it caught my attention with all the online talk, and I love, again, because you know I'm a sucker for predictive programming shit. You know, I'm, I'm a sucker for predictive programming. Like, the, like, like there's one person that has Obey, and then it has NASA, so Obey NASA. Like, those are the obvious troll ones that, like, were supposed to, like, like for the right wing to go, So because the right wing needed their angles for it. But to me, you can look at movies with the programming on some level of, of, where, of where the world is going and what kind of stuff is going to be available. They make it seem like it's primitive, but I, you know, I, I bet you a lot of factions already have underground bunkers. I bet you a lot of these mansions, like e even with the underground preppers and all that kind of shit, they always used to make that seem like it was only a right wing thing. So they would mock it, even though everyone in the fucking, you know, everyone who is connected or whatever probably has some underground fucking connection or something. And I, I, I gotta go take a piss. But hold on a second, let me, um, let me, um, oh. hold on. Hold on a second, give me one second. Dead air. Dead air, dead air, dead air. I hope, I hope most of you forwarded through some of the dead air. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then, um, leave the world behind. But I, I, you know a movie is bad when the Friends theme has to be playing. Playing, you know what I mean? Like I can't. Um... So this is what right wing people are going nuts about. The world falls apart. Trust 
Once again. I'm asking for you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be dulled out easily to anyone, especially white people. No, gen- no, generalizing that. If you're just a regular white person, you're gonna be like, "Oh, wow, that's kind of a fucked up message." It makes it seem like, like, oh, this black person is being racist for no fucking reason. But like, you know, you could have specified fundamental. Again, I'm not gonna say don't trust white people, but don't trust fundamentalists in general. You know, but like the main fundamentalists are gonna be white supremacists, so. Doesn't mean that every white person is going to be that. You know, I don't know. It's just going to be weird. I'm trying to find, uh, you know, anything, um... Ethan Hawke's in it. Julia Roberts is in it. Somebody posted the whole fucking movie on here. Which is probably an insider account designed to... I bet you he's making money off of this fucking shit. So because the Obamas did it, it's a trash movie. But I guess it's not sound of freedom enough, huh? For some, for, for okay. So so then, if you're gonna say that, okay, the, the, this is the Obamas admitting what they want to do, whatever, right? Like you're gonna say that it's them. Then can I then uh, then can I uh, say that sound of freedom is kind of uh, what the right wing wants to do and with trafficking kids and all that kind of shit? Can I make a lazy argument? Let me see the Civil War movie. Hold on, let me see here. And, and part of me wonders if this, if this because people think Hollywood's liberal, right? So they so they make it seem like this is a warning, but because Hollywood's going more fundamental, it seems like they're promoting like, you know, this is what they this is what they want. You know what I mean? But it has to be you know under the guise of it being liberal because people think Hollywood's liberal and it's not. Seems like it's for the best. I don't believe so. Citizens of America. The so-called Western forces of Texas and California. <laughs> Nick Offerman is the president. Anyone who says so again, so with Jesse Plemons, he, he's, a, he's, like, he's like a cop. But he always plays white supremacist. He plays feds. He pl- you know I mean? he plays a lot of evil roles. Even in like, you know, the um, in Black Mirror, in the episode that he was in one of the seasons. 
with the call, he played a fucking, like, scumbag that was taking people's, uh, you know, DNA to use for his little mini-city in his virtual world, where he was, like, dom- like, you know, basically not giving them any freedom, basically. And he had a bad ending happen to him, whatever, but it's always weird that he put. Pl- again, I know, it's just, I just think whenever anyone plays these ro- these kind of roles, it's like, they're gonna be exposed as, be- like, living the gimmick, you know what I mean? Like, do, do you remember that um, in um, Orange is the New Black, that re- that really, really big, big dude who was, like, one of the main villains, um, you know, who was a CEO, who was the main villain, and then his, uh, in, 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 so he's a, he's a good villain, right, and then in, in, in real life interviews, he was actually defending that he didn't think his character is actually, like, a bad guy, actually. So like you, like it's like you live the fucking, you eventually live the fucking gimmick, and I feel like this is what like, like acting has tra- trained you with, you know, to show, like you know what I mean, like this is why the boys, whenever they're acting in movies, in in the context of the show, they're always in their hero getup, so it means they're always like in an overall sense playing the same fucking role essentially. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. What is Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. Kim Wexler's in this too, huh? There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American. Okay. Okay. What kind of American are you? That's Jesse Plemons right there. What kind of American are you? You don't know? It's probably gonna be trash, but you know. God bless America. Thing is, like, you know, there's no point even watching it because we're gonna be living this fucking soon. And this is not just gonna happen in America, man. It's gonna happen all over the fucking world. That's why you're seeing fundamentalism fucking running shit in different fucking countries. And they have ties to different fucking American, American type people who are on that same fucking, you know, wavelength. Scary fucking times, you know. Sometimes I I wonder how much of what I, again, and again, right now it might not be aging well. I might be off on my theory. Sometimes I do wonder in the future what what my, what is going to age well. It doesn't even fucking matter because half the stuff that I think is awful and horrible that I think might happen, I don't actually want it to fucking happen. But at the same time, I can't be in denial and act like, oh no, my God, it's it, it's you know it's all it's gonna be all rainbows and everything. I have to mentally prepare that there's gonna be horrible shit, as horrible as everything already is. It's gonna be on another fucking level. Like if it isn't bad already, 
if it if, if it isn't already fucking you know. But they're but I mean it, it's because so so you know it's it's, it's interesting that like when like like someone like a liberal like Obama who is supposed to be a liberal right puts out like a, a conspiratorial movie himself produces one. Then it's like, oh, it's true. How about just say, hey, like he's also, these guys are also warning about what's going on because there is an overall thing going on. Don't make it just a right-wing thing. Because when something breaks out, the right-wing is going to look like they're the ones who are right and they've been warning for it all along. That's how I fucking look at it, at least, you know. So yeah, the, the I mean, speaking of movies, what they called, they made a Baby Shark movie. Whenever anything Baby Shark, you know, is is related, like it, it, again, it, it's not like a like this. Uh, it's like one bit that I fucking came that that, that I came up with because it's it on the Facebook filters. I would have never known about what Baby Shark is. You know what I mean? I don't have a kid, but because it was part of like you know that I, I would do the whole Baby Shark do 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 do. I'll do it horribly and all that. And I'd point out how like the the child's doing it innocently. The the wife is uh, the, the the mother is like you know doing it as an encouraging way because she's trying to bond with her son. And then the husband sounds like oh he's like looking he he wants to escape this marriage and he's looking for a way to fucking really shine. And he's hoping that he'll be discovered with his performance of when he does it. You know what I mean? And then and then and then I dared say that what they call like me doing that bit for a bit because I was I was listening to Stern I was listening to Stern. During uh, you know during that time, even I got kicked off. Like you know what I mean. And until I did it, whatever. I, and then my trolls got mad at me for pointing out that like he may have listened to me, and then he was inspired to then start using that part of his bit. You know what I mean? Between that and Jim Cornette using the like Mussolini, he t- he took that one for me. To, you know what I mean? Like I I I'm, I'm getting robbed here. You know what I mean? So, you know what? Because I believe that, you know, Howard Stern was in- inspired by my bit of doing it. Uh, I'm going to say the movie, the, 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 if it wasn't for me, this movie would not exist. I'm, I'm just trying to piss off my trolls and other people who hate listening to me. Oh my, he thinks that he inspired the Baby Shark movie. No, but I, the dude that I'm pointing out, Offset was in it randomly. And it's like... I don't know why he jotted that down, you know. There's, I think that's the most wholesome thing that um, Offset's involved with right now because right now there's rumors of him. Again, him and Cardi B are, like, two big discourse characters. Plus, they still, like, have a good career in music, whatever, right? So now, it's like, now, like, them being involved, now Offset potentially being involved with Krishan. Now it's like you're gonna be forcing Blueface and Krishan in the discourse even more. It's like they, it's like they, they normally find. It's like, dude, I'm trying to avoid, but like, I, I, I can't stop seeing Blueface and Krishan stuff. And the thing is, like, I'm not fully like, like, like blaming them. Like, I'm not trying to pile on them as human beings, or whatever, and all that kind of shit. I'm, I'm pointing. I'm, I'm trying to point out that what they call like because whenever like someone like Krishan does something stupid in public. People are gonna rightfully think, "Well, I'm just I'm shaming her for doing something stupid. She's putting her baby in jeopardy." But it's like it goes even deeper because she's a cog in the system. 
She may not even wanted to have a have a kid, but like part of like the fundamentalist fucking showbiz thing is you have to have something. But, but then it's like different presentations now, and so not only are you being forced to have like you know have a kid or or be in these relationships, basically now you are gonna be a problematic mother or all that. Oh, the the baby might not be blue faces. You know what I mean? Like the, like already like this kid, like you know, like the stuff that people know about this kid and what this and what the upbringing is gonna be. It's like you're designing for the kid to be fucked up in the future. And that goes for any showbiz kid or any public figure. Politician especially, too. They basically, you know, Joe Biden has made his fucking son a fucking thought. I don't know. And then and then and then and Blueface wants to have sex with NL NLE Choppa's girl. Krishan saying that Blueface is probably gay. I mean, listen, everyone, everyone in show business is probably like you know, like you know, like you know, uh, you know, on on the spectrum where like you know they want to fuck everybody. Basically, it wouldn't shock me, but like everything has to be tabloid level, with, you know. Like even with even with Megan Party, like I I don't know if this is like a business relationship where it's supposed to make Party look good and make and then it adds to like Meg being a problematic person because she you know sleeps around and she's not a good girlfriend or whatever. Or is is Party more is Party the one who the industry sent to be kind of like like her kind of handler, even though it's like under the guise of a relationship. And now like, you know, like he, he, he like, you know, he gets to like profit off of being around her. So now he gets his own storyline now. Like it, it could be something like that. But it's, it's all it's all marketing, you know what I mean, in my personal opinion. Like, you know, like 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 stuff like Beyonce stealing visuals. Like, the, like, even though it, it, it's bad that she's stealing someone else's work, but I always feel like it, it, bigger artists do something like that, so that it eventually gives credit to the artist, but instead of, like, the art, because Beyonce is supposed to be a villain because you're a big, powerful celebrity, so you have to always screw people over, even though it kind of does give you the, it, it does give you credit uh, or payment through a lawsuit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, something like that always happens. That's how I feel they gimmick it. Instead of just saying, hey, I'm going to give him credit for helping out, it has to be like, okay, the scandal has to make some fucking money as well. But I'll, I'll take that discourse over, like, you know, like, like I'll take that over, like, you know, another stabbing in, in the YSL, um, defend, like, one of the defendants from YSL got fucking stabbed, so they had to, like, cut the... It, it seems like every other day they had to cut the fucking uh, case short. It's like... It's like, I'm waiting for the documentary to come out so they can kind of summarize what's going on because it's all convoluted. They book it all... Con- they, can't, they can't even book the, you know, a, a court case properly. Like, the like I guess the, the 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 thrill of a court case isn't enough to, like, make make you go, oh, wow, this is going to make me tune in. I guess you got to have all this Vince Russo-level fucking booking in it. You know? I don't know. Kondo Rondo, I I I wonder what what he did. Hold on a second. Uh, uh hold on. He's supposed to be doing twenty twenty years for something, but I'm trying to find out what he did. I can never keep up because they're always like you know. 
on federal drug charges. So the reason I draw this down because it seems like politics is seeping in to the the entertainment world, especially celebrity world. All you know, like specifically, it feels like artists or any, any entertainer that getting caught up with like law or like getting canceled are going to be, like, protected by, like, Trump. So then you go, okay, you see, Trump got him out. Even though, like, you know what I mean, it's, it's, it's like, basically, a, a, like, a, a, a Raw or SmackDown GM doing something in kayfabe. But it feels like like that's going to be the trajectory of where it goes, essentially. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Here, here, here's a few that I never thought that I'd be talking about. But this is, like, not, like, anything super fucking bad, I guess, but... I had no idea that... Okay, I saw John McEnroe and Travis Scott trending in the fucking news, whatever, right? And I'm thinking, John John McEnroe, I fucking know from... Because, again, I never watched tennis, like, you know, like, religiously. My dad would be watching cricket or te- tennis, right? So I knew of some of the... Like, Andre Agassi and all that shit, you know what I mean? And John McEnroe is one of those guys that I knew... And I'm thinking, is this the same John McEnroe? I'm like, uh, why would him and Travis Scott have a beef, right? I thought maybe it's like a Pod Save America type of deal where it's like, you know, the guys is John Lovitz and uh, and John Favreau, whatever. You're like, okay, maybe it's another John McEnroe, whatever. But it actually is the tennis player John McEnroe. I think they're supposed to be collabing for, like, a sneaker. And with the call, like, I guess, like, you know, uh, John McEnroe wants, instead of being called Cactus Jack, because that's, like, one of the nicknames that, you know, Travis Scott uses. Uh, he wanted to be Cactus Mac. And I think it's a fair compromise, you know what I mean? Like, put his name on it. And apparently that resulted in fucking Travis Scott, like, doing, like, a, a, a raw, a, a, you know, a B-level raw type of storyline where he spray paints, you know, a plaque, whatever. This guy went all NWO and shit on them. It's not very Cactus Jack of you. You know, Cactus Jack wouldn't do that. He would take a barbed wire bat to it, maybe. I don't know. But, I, but, but again, like, just, that's just a random thing. I, I, see, again, sometimes I, I'll take in, like, like you know, a, a lesser toxic fucking, you know, overly, overly booked storyline. I'll take a simple fucking storyline of, like, Travis Scott spray painting a plaque. And we don't know if it's a real plaque or not. Is it a work? Was it supposed to be like, will that be a reveal that they plan to do this? And it was supposed to be, um, it was supposed to be fake uh, spray paint, but Travis Scott went against the script, and he used like real spray paint, and it can't come off now. Like you know, it, it, it's one it's one hell of a way to promote your fucking shoe together, I guess, or whatever product you're gonna you're gonna doing, you know. It's nine oh four p.m. Let me get some wrestling discourse now. You know. Um, hold on, hold on, deadline, you know, I don't know, so apparently, you know, again, see, this is how I, again, this is just my interpretation, go listen to people that have business insider knowledge, or people that know how to do, like, you know, extract the business stuff, okay? This is just, because I personally believe there's an overall view of how this fucking works, but they need, but now the business stuff is even gimmicked itself in some ways. But what's it called? Somehow, some way, WWE will end up on, could get a WBD, uh, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery deal, 
which then goes back to like, oh, look, it's to spite Tony Khan because like they're thinking that maybe all the wrestling will be on TNT, on Warner Brothers Discovery, and, and that'll be a way to do the Forbidden Door with WWE and AEW officially. But it has to be credited to CM Punk because of CM Punk, like everything is getting, basically CM Punk is getting his main event, like it's getting propped up online, whether it's people um, making fun of him or calling him names or whether it's like propping up his views, propping up his merch sales, you know, just like every other fucking, you know, big time cog. I'm sure they pump up Roman Reigns' merch sales. They pump up everything, you know, they pump up album sales. You know what I mean? They pump up a lot of shit. It, 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 but that doesn't mean you're not talented or anything like that. It just means you're being pushed. So CM Punk is now getting his main event level respect, which makes Triple H's words where he's like, yo, you, you, you do the, in this business, you get over with these people and you'll have everything you ever wanted, right? And it may have taken CM Punk a decade or so to get what he really, really wanted. But now it's like those words on, on an overall scale. But obviously, like, you look at that in, in a direct way where like, oh, no, it didn't do business good right away. But since the pipe, especially since the pipe bomb, there has been this overall nature of where the, where the world of wrestling was going. That doesn't mean that what CM Punk went through with all that shit with Dr. Amen wasn't fucking real. Like, he actually went through it. He had to live through it in order for it to be part of a fucking lawsuit. That's how much of, of a method acting these wrestlers now have to do. Not just wrestling, you know, but a lot of the fucking actors in general. Because now you're all becoming social media fodder. That's why we need discourse on who produces each 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 segment. Like, oh, do you know CM Punk didn't have any producers? It's like, dude, who gives a shit? It's like he's designed to he's designed to basically he's designed to have this push now where he's on the like on the on the respect level where he can like you know have creative control over what he does. You know? Part of me thinks that, you know, to make it even crazier now, because, you know, because a bunch of wrestlers are at the fucking, you know, Iron Claw movie premiere. You know, what they're called, MJF is apparently dating Alicia Tout, which, you know, again, could be another showbiz. Like, maybe, I guess it's MJF supposed to always get dumped or break up with women. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm part of me wonders, like, you know, and again, if, if it's a genuine, if, again, even if it works out, it's like a genuine business relationship type of deal. But part of me wonders if MGF's gimmick is to basically have like you know a, a, a bunch of that happen to him, where then you know some of these women that dump him then get to air out what kind of stuff happens like later on or whatever. You know what I mean? Always booked in that way. But he was with he was with Liv Morgan, and he basically admitted he's like, no, I'm just here for the for the internet rumors that we're dating, basically type of deal. But I'm, but I'm sure they've banged, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's no big fucking deal, man, because it's... People in the industry fucking bang, you know what I mean? And, you know? Like, I, I just hear when people go, oh my god, can you believe that, they, like, that like people, like, they may be cheating or sleeping? It's like, dude, everyone, everyone in the industry fucks everyone. Like, I, and, and I'm, I'm not, like, judging, like, if it's consensual, obviously, I'm not fucking judging, you know what I mean? Like, the one that I do judge is, like, if you're forcing or initiating people or turning them out type of deal. That's the kind of shit that I, you know what I mean? But if people are consensually doing shit, I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, that, that, that's none of my fucking business. 
But the reason why the other shit could be part of it needs to be a part of our business is because then people need to know that like, like you're not gonna like people don't, are not gonna make it in 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 the in the world if you don't like you know be in a fake relationship with certain people and all that kind of shit, or if 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 you don't put out or you don't um like you know go, go with like again it doesn't even all, it doesn't even have to be sexual either it can just be mental type of stuff like co-signing fucking you know uh, a a a a, a, ra- a racist talking point or co-signing a misogynistic talking point or a leader's talking point. You can be compromised in other fucking ways. You know what I mean? That that's when it should become a big fucking deal. But John Cena was seen with MJF. You know what I mean? That, you know, and if if I bought into like, oh my god, separate companies and all this kind of stuff, it would be a big deal. But I know that th- these guys are all part of the same fucking mafia underworld. In my personal opinion, it it, it might be an indication that John Cena could you know, end up showing up. Again, and I know people are like, oh, that's never going to happen. I don't know, a lot of fucking things, people, you you guys have said, not going to happen has happened. So maybe we should, like, let the randomness fucking be predicted, I guess. But I'm I'm sure in some way John Cena will go to AEW somehow. And that will be, like, Tony Khan's big fuck you to, you know... And then, and then Tony Khan can brag about how John Cena is bringing in fucking the most merch ever and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. Huh. <sighs> I, I posted something on Reddit where, like, I guess, like, because, like, I didn't like one guy's answer or I didn't really give him an attitude. But, again, on top of my head, I was, I, I couldn't look this up. I just, you know, I just thought many people have the answer. I'm like, is Seth Rollins and Bret Hart the only two people that have lost matches early on in the night? I know Brian Danielson wrestled two matches and won the world title at the end of the night, you know what I mean? If you're talking about multiple matches, you know, you can have a lo- maybe a longer list. But I guess, like, but people, but, but, but again, it was good that I posted it because people pointed out Hulk Hogan technically lost earlier in WrestleMania 9 by DQ, which I always thought, like, the match was just thrown out because, like, the, the, it was an incomplete match, essentially. But I guess because, like, Jimmy Hart pretended to be, you know, pretended to be the official, then it got him DQ'd, essentially. So that would be Hulk Hogan, Seth Rollins, and Bret Hart uh, are, are people that have lost. Matches early on and won a, t- won a title in the end. I should have stated a world title because people were pointing out that, like, one guy pointed out that Claudio uh, won a battle royal, lo- lost a, f- a tag team match within the battle royal and won it. And I'm like, well, that's not a, it's not a world. I'm like, in the, I'm like, that's in the end, you know, it's, you know, someone pointed out that Kane went about, had a battle royal and won the ECW championship, but he didn't lose a match earlier on. And I and I'm willing to count the ECW title as a world title. You know, I know WWE wouldn't do that, but I once you say something the world title, I personally my myself I count it as a world title. So like to me, like Mark Henry has won the world title. He won the ECW, so he was a world champion. Matt Hardy was a world champion. WWE he won the ECW championship. You know what I mean? Like.
you know, I don't know. But so, but then also, I, I so with the call, so someone, I guess like the guy who said the Cesaro thing about the battle royal, I guess he didn't like that I fucking point out that it was not a world title. So he reported. I'm gonna assume it's him because he got my he got the he got the post deleted in general, even though it was like getting upvoted and all that kind of shit. He sent uh you know uh, um uh you know one of those again when you whenever you want to report somebody you tell them that they're suicidal so then Reddit care reaches out to you and tells you oh someone is concerned and all that kind of shit like dude I I, I didn't I got, I told I told the people that sent me the message look at my message history did I set set, set have anything that you know that sounded suicidal or anything like that. But no, but no, no loss was called my the the big show resume because I pointed out because I had to be talking about this a lot on top of my head I couldn't memorize every single thing, but this guy's had every type of title match, every type of like every type of comp like a triple threat, a fatal four away, a six man tag, a, a handicap match, a singles match. You know what I mean? So this is Big Show's resume. Uh, again, and, and I understand that not every every one of these things were like like highlights of the show and then that you know what I mean. I, I understand that, but on paper, this is a pretty crazy resume. And if anyone, you know, I, I'm I was wondering if anyone else people give this thread props, whatever. Um, but like no one else listed any crazy resume. But this is like one of the craziest resumes of a WrestleMania career for Big Show. Okay, so WrestleMania 15, he wrestled um to be the referee in the main event, and he faced Mick Foley. Okay, so like sole stipulation of being in the main event of the referee. He wrestled the fatal four way at WrestleMania sixteen against the Rock, Foley, and Triple H for the WWE title. WrestleMania seventeen, a triple threat with Raven and Kane, hardcore title. WrestleMania night he was he was a part of eighteen, you know, he was, you know, in the WWE New York. Nineteen he got a Wrestle Undertaker in a handicap match with a streak building, him and Albert. Well it was supposed to be it was supposed to be him and uh that Australian dude. But I guess he didn't show up as Undertaker on his own, essentially. Uh, WrestleMania 20, John Cena for the U.S. title. WrestleMania 21, he did a, he did a sumo match with Akabono. WrestleMania 10, 22, he, te- he retained his tag titles with Kane against uh, Chris Masters and Carlino. Then he took a year off um, for 2007, so 2008 he came back. WrestleMania 24, Floyd Mayweather, a boxer. So he wrestled like, you know, a boxer and, you know, he competed for the streak. Uh, he wrestled a fucking sumo wrestler, you know, you know. Uh, WrestleMania 25, triple threat match for the world title, like, with John Cena and Edge. WrestleMania 26, he tagged with Miz and R-True to retain the titles there. This time, like, you know, the unified titles. WrestleMania 27, he, he, tag, he had an eight-man tag with Kofi, Santino, and Kane versus the core. WrestleMania 28, he wrestled Cody for the IC title. WrestleMania 29, he had a six-man tag, tag with Orton and Sheamus to face the Shield. WrestleMania 30, he was in the Battle Royal. WrestleMania 31, he won the Battle Royal. 32, he was in the Battle Royal. 33, he was in the Battle Royal. And then 36, he ran... I guess I, I count it as a WrestleMania thing. He challenged Drew for the WWE Championship after he beat Brock. Like, that's like, that's like a really fucking, you know... Like, you know, a, a, a very, like, diverse resume <clears throat> of all kinds of matches... All kinds of... He, like, literally competed for, like, most of the fucking titles. And, 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 and a lot of his... A lot of his resume revolves around... Like, in the Battle Royal, he had interaction with Kane, right? But a, a lot of his matches, he was against Kane or he was with Kane. You know what I mean? It's crazy. 
I don't know. So yeah, what's it called? Um, you know, um, so John Cena and M. Jeff were there, whatever. MLW and WWE settled their lawsuit. And again, I don't know every single thing about this lawsuit, but part of me feels like it was designed to go the way it goes. I just think this is going to serve as like a, a, foot, a footnote when you find out that WWE has sabotaged other companies in the past and all that kind of shit. And it'll be like, well, you see, currently they have something with MLW and they did try to get ROA to New Japan not to go to Madison Square Garden. You know what I mean? It feels like it's kind of like letting you know about this kind of stuff. I don't know, you know, what happens now. By the way, the, the, the New Japan US title, it's like, it's no longer, again, I, I hate, I, if you're going to do a new title, I would rather still, still have a lineage. I hate when you just kill lineages, like, you know what I mean? Like, you already took over, took the IC title away, and, and, and now you fucking erased the, 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 you know, the, the old IWGP uh, world title lineage away. And now you're doing, you know what I mean? And now you're going to have a new title called the global title. I don't know. I already talked about CM Punk possibly taking over NXT and shit like that, right? You know, and then the deadline recap kind of in a way. It wouldn't shock me, you know what I mean? To basically stick it more to Tony Khan that like, oh look, people are going to be willing to listen to CM Punk now, whatever. Yeah, see, I, again, uh, good luck to CM Punk if he's going to run NXT, if he's going to run NXT because right now AEW is like, you know, I mean NXT, you know, ha, you know a lot of, the, they, they do private shows for DeSantis. Don't worry if CM Punk is like taking a picture of DeSantis. I'm 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 sure you know. Um, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure you know. Um, CM Punk, his his fan base will fucking call that out. You know what I mean? Although they'll just defend him more. Oh look, he's just happy with DeSantis. Come on, he's wearing a Bret Hart hoodie. Come on, man. They're wearing Road Warrior pads. How can you hate that? You know, CM. Oh my God, the guy is so fucking happy. They've actually announced them for a bunch of holiday tours, by the way, you know. So, again, for the MSG show and the Kia Form one. Seems like he's going to be wrestling Dominic Mysterio, which will probably be his first match back, basically, on television, most likely. He's probably just planning it out a little bit. Kushida signed with TNA. I, I, I gotta get used to calling it TNA because I'm gonna keep calling it Impact. I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm not super crazy about the fucking rebrand. Like, it's gonna be, if it's still the same product, that's cool. I just, I really, I just thought you've already, like, done a good job, like, you know, establishing, like, Impact Wrestling as, like, as, like, you know, the brand itself. I, I don't think you needed to fucking have, you know, TNA, but. You know, maybe because, you know, they'll, they'll get bigger now because they're moving into more of a regressive fucking state, so they want that kind of marketing. Because that's going to be a killer now. People don't understand. Like people, I mean, people do understand, but, like, you know, Matt Hardy's whole character now is, like, complaining online. Because, again, he's always been, like, an internet personality, right? But now he's, like, a heel on it. And, and whenever he complains about, like, them not being used properly... In the, I can read between the lines in the overall sense that, like, if they were meant to be used properly, they would, like, you know, not be discourse characters. And, like, they would give, like, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy their compound V 
to re-up their fucking powers and be able to walk and all of a sudden, like, you say, they'll say he got surgery or something like that, whatever, but because they're not supposed to be pushed right now, they look like they can barely do it, plus they have all these issues, so you personally blame it all on them, but the, 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 the industry itself designs them to be these characters. Unless, like, him doing this character online is supposed to be leading to him, like, eventually coming, you know, uh, eventually, you know, um, getting back in better shape. And then, and then he, he, him and Jeff can actually have a good run, maybe. I don't know. But if you buy it, what's on the surface, no one's going to want to, say, push Jeff because, because people blame Jeff solely for what happened. And again, I understand by what, what happened on the surface, but once you become an addict in the industry and you're known for that, it's like they're going to organize more ways for you to do that. And by the way, the whole WBD deal, I always, I personally believe billionaires can choose which networks they want to go on, but they have to make it because because again, whenever they, whenever they want to change networks down the line, they have to always make it seem like there's a reason why it didn't work out because there was issues with the thing, whatever. But I personally believe that these billionaires are so powerful that they can like they're so powerful they make it look like they're just regular employees just. Oh, who happened to might sign for something? You know what I mean. But it's like they get to choose. I personally think they get to choose who they go with, and it seems like they're gonna get AW, and unless AW, then they're gonna go to a different fucking you know um a, a different company. Then maybe they'll retire the fucking you know the TNT and TBS titles and different lineage. Rush and Jalistico are getting online cancelled, which means they're gonna, like, still prosper. But they're, like, promoting uh, a guy. Um, you know, again, people always get, oh, Tony Khan, dude, Tony Khan just hired fucking Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Like, these billionaires help fucking, um, uh, uh, you know, create this kind of fucking, these kind of mentality, you know. But apparently Rush and Jalistico are asking for the freedom the app, you know, I forget. Let me see what it is right here. Hold on, let me see. What's exact? Well, what's the exact thing? Because I didn't know. Because again, it was like a weird phrasing for it. Hold on. Uh... Let me see. Okay, AW's Rich and Jalistico and others are attending and encouraging people to go to the, go to a protest of Cut, of Cotrero's absolution, who is currently in jail for attempted femicide of his ex-girlfriend, Stephanie Vecchier. On top of that, there's a rumor that his ex-girlfriend now is dating some um, some guy with influence who's keeping Cotrero in jail. There's no strong word to believe what's what's going on there. So, 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 so people, so, so if there's a situation where this guy, like, like, you know, um, like, like the story is not what it seems, whatever, you know what I mean? It could be one of those, or it could be, like, like, the thing is, like, if this guy fucking, like, uh, did something fucked up, whatever, it feels like other cogs in the system know at their core that they wouldn't do that, but they're being initiated into the game, basically, because that's how, you know, you gotta do or maybe this is supposed to be done to discredit, you know, like everything has to, there has to be something, a slight on your record. So now Roosh kind of co-signing this guy will add to like what people are supposed to think about Roosh and Real Angelistico. 
but people are saying that we don't know the whole fucking story of the situation. But, like, you know what I mean? But, again, people think that with the call, like, even if they, they were advocating for something horrible, you think, like, it matters in the wrestling world? Like, I, again, if you want to point out the stuff is horrible, I, I get it. You can point out. I'm not fucking saying you should be quiet about it. But you also have to accept that these people are not living under regular fucking rules that you, like, that regular people live by. The, you know what I mean? They're constantly used as fodder. I don't know. But anyways, I don't, I don't know. Kushida, you know, signing with Impact that, in TNA, that would be pretty fucking good, you know. It's a pretty good get. Between, like, you know, getting Okada to appear, getting Osprey to have... Uh, him and Josh Alexander are going to have a rematch at the tapings, apparently... Uh, Athena's hinting that she's gonna come to the main roster. I, I, I really do. I really hope so. And I, and I hope they fucking you know again because Tony Khan's whole thing is like, well, they, they need to like learn, how, like learn how to like develop a lot more uh, on ROH before you like you know let them on you know television whatever. Even though Athena's been ready for like a long fucking time, anyways. But now that she's gotten a lot better on the ROH brand, are you gonna like let her have? Like you know, in ring segments for promos, and all, since she, she since she's already proven how good she can be in the in this role. But you know, I'm not holding my breath. Because, you know, I'm again. I I hope she's prioritized. You know what I mean? She should definitely, you know, someone should she, she should definitely win the fucking you know the world title or the TBS title first or something. I don't know. She wants to be a triple crown, so I assume she'll work to toward the TABS cha- cha- title and then eventually go for the ROH. She could have a, a, a good type of run with the TBS title, you know what I mean? And Jack Perry keeps trademarking for, like, different fucking trademarks, making you think that he's going to, like, take his name and leave somewhere else or something like that. But like, I think he's doing, like, these false ones before he's revealed as a devil. The thing is, whoever the devil is, it's it's not it's it's gonna be designed not to like do well. You know what I mean? Like it's designed like whoever it is, whether it's Cole, whether it's Kyle O'Reilly, whoever it is, it's it's not, it's not gonna be like I don't think it's gonna be like well anticipated of of, who, of what it is. I think it's supposed to be looked like oh it's another thing that went horribly wrong, and then it'll end up being good if if the ang- if the if it plays out better, like when the heel stuff goes on, whoever it is. By the way, what call? I I have a lurk. I have one lurker account on Tumblr, right? Because sometimes I, I because sometimes like you know like uh, there's like a f- one person like I forgot I had a miscommunication with one person where I said oh you I go oh you oh I can tell you're a Cali person. She's not, it's not an insult. She 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 blocked me, right? And then and then I I came I came into I came into the account you know um and then I basically said it was it was me. And I just said that I, I didn't, I wanted to clarify I didn't mean anything, whatever. She was cool with that, whatever, but she still didn't unblock me on the other account. I think she forgot what the account was. But anyways, what they're called, I, uh, um, you know, um, I don't use the account often. But sometimes what they're called, if I, uh, want to see, um, you know, uh, 
if I want to see if I if I want to see like the different options, because like, people said that like they might not see my live on sometimes. Sometimes it is. So I thought like maybe it's a locations thing. So this lurker is from a different location, but I go in the live section. There's like a lot more people that are on live than it's on when I'm on my regular account. And I'm wondering like are people like took notice of me and they uh, got a warning of who I am, and some of them preemptively blocked me because that's like another thing to add to my fucking ego that like, like people like like you know like pass the message around about about my presence of what I'm going to be putting out, and they had to preemptively block me. It's weird. But normally, even if they block me, I could see them still on the live, though. You know what I mean? Like, I still see the people's lives on there. Because that one chick, you know, um, who I said blocked me, I still see her. I still see her live on when uh, I still see her on the live. Like you know, the one the one of the people that are live when I'm on my account. I I just can't go into it. But for some reason, on my lurker, I guess maybe coming from a different location on that one. There's like different fucking lives that are not showing up on my thing. I I thought, oh wow, so so I guess maybe people blocked me or something like that. I even looked at some of these accounts to see if, like, okay, maybe if I go to their account, I can see the live. And some of the accounts didn't either didn't exist, which means they probably blocked me. And the, the account that did exist, what the call? It wasn't showing up f- um, f- um, for the live for some odd reason. So I don't know, you know. But I guess my trolls and other people got the word around not to, uh, you know, I guess fraternize with me. Basically, I guess. Which, again, more effort to, like, you know, uh, you know, not have anyone talk to me. That's, like, I mean, like, when, when, when you go to those lengths to do that, it's kind of, like, like, you're adding to my fucking, like, you're adding to my, I mean, I, I know you're going to accomplish, you got, you got, you got, you got, you're going to accomplish, I didn't meet, I met less people, I guess. But even the people that I am meeting, when called, I, I, and again, I, 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 be, I go on there, like, five minutes here and there to talk sometimes, but mostly I go on maybe when I fucking stream. But it's fine if you don't want me, you know, if you don't want to talk to me. But it's like, well, you go to those lengths to have multiple people have me already unblocked so I don't see their live, I guess. Because I suspected that, like, even though my trolls didn't fucking, um, you know, uh, like, fully go out and fucking, you know, start uh, coming to my stream. I knew that they're going to keep paying attention because there's some people from Periscope that have followed me on there a little bit. They haven't said anything yet, but they still follow me. So I knew that, like, okay, so they're probably keeping an eye on me, so they probably, you know, because they have power behind the scenes, so they probably scoured, probably warned people, you'll block this guy, whatever, and all that kind of shit, so. I'm sure they'll take credit for it, don't worry, they'll take credit. They'll post a fucking picture of saying, oh, the team that we assembled to warn people and all that kind of shit. That's why I, I don't get attached to anyone I meet online, because I know that, like, people I know, or, 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 or people, or, or people, like, who troll me online, will definitely try to intervene to, um, become friendly with them, you know what I mean? It's, it's just how fucking sat of vulture-like these people are. This is why there's no point of even making fucking friends, you know? It's, it's, like, pre-approved. Like, you're not pure enough for certain people, but these people are so fucked up in their head... That they will try to fucking, like, ruin any chance you have at meeting anybody. 
That's the start of why people stop reply, uh, interacting with me. Because anytime that I would interact and people would have interaction with me, my trolls would show up and going, "Oh, don't interact with Hansy. He'll threaten your kids and all that kind of stuff." And then, and then, and then they'll like you're trying to discredit me. So then, basically, you know, because that's what, what what they're paid to fucking do. And they thought that, that 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 would get rid of me online, but you know they still pay attention to me. They, they get triggered by what I say. They stalk this fucking podcast. Anyways, I'm going to go, you know, peace out, you know, who gives a shit about it anyways. Hopefully I'm, I'm dead by the time 2024 hits. I, w- I personally wish that would happen. I'm not saying I'm going to do anything, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm advocating for that, but I personally don't want to be here. I don't want to see the Civil War play out. I don't want to be around people who have already become compromised and are, and are elitist.